Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. So, uh, welcome everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm joined as always, Mr. Kenby Wilde, he's here. Hello, I am here. Today's our first, I think it's our first drama, first thriller that we're doing. I'm, I'm just grateful it exists, this film. I never want to see it again, but... Uh... Thank you anyway for making it. And thank you to uh, Jessica and Craig who both recommended we watch this film. <laughs> yeah, this was this was a recommendation and you put that in the old inverted commas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic effort. It is great that we are now getting um, people messaging us saying you need to watch this film, this film and this film because I, th- I think you maybe have had it in your watch list and would have got to it eventually. I would not have watched this. Yeah, it, it came through. I went to find it and it was already in my list, so I must have uh, set a reminder for it. <laughs> I don't remember doing it, and I, I'm not sure why. This is uh, the, the director, Anna Elizabeth James. This is um, She wrote and directed this, and she's she's written and directed two previous films before this. Uh, one of them was called Destined to Ride. You ever heard of it? <laughs> no. Is that softcore pornography? Allow me to read you the... Uh, Please do. Lily thought her summer was ruined until she meets and builds an unbreakable bond with a young horse named Pistachio. <laughs> Proving destiny can be found in places you least expected. Oh yeah, in a horse. Yeah. <laughs> and then her second film is Emma's Chance. Mm-hmm. A young woman forms an unbreakable bond with an abused show horse while completing her community service at a horse rescue ranch. <laughs> what's, what's the horse name? Chance. Oh, that is the name of the horse. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. That also stars Gria Grammer. Oh, okay. Who's, who's in this? Oh, wow. That's a couple of horse-based films there, <laughs> yes. I've noticed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so Gria Grammer, she plays uh, Grace in this. She is the daughter of Kelsey Grammer. I thought she might be. It yeah. seemed a bit weird to have the, the name Grammer. It's not yeah. that popular. Old Fraser Crane himself. Doesn't look overly like him, thankfully. No, that is thankful. There's a few scenes where you wouldn't want it to be to be Frasier. <laughs> yeah. This also has Kristen Davis from Sex and the City fame. Yeah, right. Okay, This is at this point, uh, I'll point out that I don't know who she is, and I thought uh, it was the girl from the Twilight films, which I haven't seen. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't know what her name is either. I've totally blanked on what her name is. But um, I think it's Kristen as well, isn't it? Is it Kristen Stewart? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. But I thought I thought she was the star of it, and I therefore thought she was the young girl in it, and it, which turned out to be Greer Grammer. We've also got Dermot Mulroney. Yeah, I, I recognise him. Yes, yeah, he's I, in I, knew, your... I knew him. Yeah, he's from Young Guns, um, My Best Friend's Wedding. That was nice of him to turn up for that, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You're Mary Morrison, best-selling author. I haven't written in a while. What you need is a full-time sitter. The girls she recruits clothes, they clean everything. I think that you will be very pleased with what we can offer. I'm Grace. Hi, Grace. She can't be real. You are a godsend. You don't have to take care of the kids and me. I know, but I like to. We 
we meet uh, we meet the Morrison family. They got a couple of kids, two twin, uh, twin boy, twin girl. Got a big house. I just wrote right, it's the it's one of those film epitome of of a happy family. They've yeah. got money. They're all loving. Little kids having breakfast. The kids are just cheerful going to school. If it was an action film. Um, you'd know that uh, someone of that family is about to be killed in the opening credits, and then that's what usually happens. Yeah, no such luck in this one. No, but uh, that's how happy they are. They're so happy that you know something has to go wrong. Turns out that Kristen Davis's character, Mary, Mary Morrison, she is a writer of uh, best-selling books. It's weird, though, because uh, she doesn't actually write a damn thing for the first hour. Yeah. She keeps saying she is. And 58 minutes, I've checked, it was the first time we actually saw her write anything at all. She's she's the author of the best-selling book series, Delirium. And yeah, that, that's what we get in the opening credits. We just get loads of people buying this book. The first thing you see is she has a uh, she has a meeting with her publishers, a woman who's just v- very overly aggressive. Yeah, I've got no idea what the meeting was even about. I think they, they went all the way over there to say, oh, how about you write a new book? She said no, and then she says, please leave. Yeah. <laughs> that, that could have been a phone call, to be honest. Because um, th- she was new, wasn't she, the woman? Yeah. Because the, the guy seemed to know her. Yeah, they wanted to write a new book, and she said she, uh, she said she doesn't want to, which is fair enough. And she escorts them out. And then um, the woman that's there tries to sort of guilt trip her, hmm. saying that, um, you know, it's, it must be nice not having to worry about money. And she knows that, that her children are going to get into a good school, roof over their head. And I'm just thinking, well, yeah, because she earned that. Yeah, because she's written all those books. What, yeah. What's the point? What's your point here? Yeah. And then she said, you remember where you came from? Which is probably a not a successful author. Yeah. And that means she has to write another successful book. Another book in the series she doesn't want to. It's not really yeah. her problem that they don't have any other authors that can sell books. No. Well, later on, her husband, Tom, he finds a, a letter that says that... It, I think they left it there at the meeting. And um, they're willing to give her a $2 million advance. Yeah. And uh, he's mad. He's mad that she didn't tell him. He tells her that he, she needs to seriously consider it. Well, instead, she just goes upstairs, reads some bedtime stories to the kids. We get a sex scene. Yep, I, I've written, I've written things. All, all I've written, <laughs> oh, no. all I've written on this is oral sex, a sneaky tit, and a cigar. <laughs> Which uh, that was your shopping list, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, that, that's all I've written. That's all I wanted to write because it's it seems unnecessary. But it is true. This is our first uh, sight of the the cigar smoking. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a bit odd. Yeah, and that is a literal cigar. That's not a euphemism for the oral sex thing. <laughs> that was uh, that was actually the other way around, of course. Yes, of course. Yeah. The, the way she she smokes the cigar is very odd. She smokes it like a cigarette. Well, it's just weird at, at all. I mean, why is she smoking a cigar? Yeah, it's a very odd it's just, I don't affectation know. to have. No, I'm not her. sure. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is all... Not sure if it's important, the cigar, but it does appear again later. I mean, it's not just a one-off incident, this cigar smoking. Tom tells her something that I think even the director wasn't interested in because yeah. <laughs> as he's explaining it, she fades in and out of the conversation, the yeah. director, and it looks like lots of time has passed as yeah, he's talking like about it. it's like a sound distortion for no apparent reason. But... Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, something about he did a deal, uh, and then the word half gets yeah. said in, in proper focus, and then it just gets distorted out again. Well, lost half in a trade. Does that mean they've lost half their money or we, the we, business he works for? We don't know, but then she has a go at him about all this, and uh, we're not bothered about that either, so we just keep fading in and out of that. I'm guessing it's to show that they have maybe money issues at this point, which is why she has to take the book deal. I don't know. I mean, 
two million, you'd probably think about writing a book, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, you know, if you've already written however many it was that she's written. Yeah, uh, we, we meet a friend Elaine now. Um, they're at a spa. Yes, yeah, we just jump straight off, don't we, into the into a forest, into a, a luxury spa retreat. Yeah, and it, it seems like she's decided that she is going to take the um, take the job, take the the advance, and then she's talking about childcare, how she needs a, a nanny. Yeah, because she's she says I'm a different person when I'm writing, which uh, is a phrase she uses a All couple of times. The film, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then she said, I, I, she suggests a nanny, doesn't she, Elaine? She said, I didn't spend all that money to have children, only to pay somebody to look after them. To raise them. Which yeah. is a bit weird as well, because yeah. that's never mentioned again. No. I, mean, I assume it, she means fertility treatment, uh, because she does keep going on about her age as well. Now, age is quite a thing in this. Um, or she just bought them off. Like, you know, <laughs> the some, black some, market. Some, some sort of shady character. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I assume she meant fertility treatment. I mean, she's, I don't know, how old is she? How old is she? Do you know it? How old is Kristen Stewart? Yeah. I did look it up. I think Davis. she's... Sorry, Kristen Davis. See, see, see yeah. how easy that is? Yeah, I think she's in the mid to late 50s. Is she? Oh, yeah. Fair play then. She still gets her breasts out in this film. Yes. A couple of sneaky tits. As I've written sneaky tit every time we get to see them. <laughs> That's um so basically yeah the <laughs> more about sneaky tits later. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh she basically hands her a a, a card. <laughs> She's got some weird facial expressions all the way through this bit. Who Kristen Stewart uh, Davis. Davis? Yeah, she has just she has like two glass eyes. It looks it's, like there's no expression. She looks dead unusual. behind her eyes to me. <laughs> the devil's eyes. <laughs> yeah, it looks like either they've taken her eyes out and put them in the wrong the other way around, <laughs> like her left eyes and her right eye. Oh, she's got doll's eyes. Yeah, maybe she has. Yeah, and these nannies, these are obviously these are um, rich people's nannies. They're uh, Ivy League educated. They're um, what are they? they? Can speak multiple languages and all that sort of shit. Because you need all that stuff if you if you need an Ivy League edu- education to look after kids. Not even sure um, how old the kids are. No, I don't. Know. I think they're supposed to be like eight or nine. I think I heard them say at some point. Or maybe it was in a description of the film I read. Uh, she decides that she's going to actually go to this uh, nanny HQ place. It's called um, Huntsman Enterprises. Yeah. Which sounds like something at a hostel. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that what they were called or something like that? It's just like, sounds just weird. I like how when she's looking through the place, they point out the advanced security system. It just looks like a fucking air conditioning yeah. remote control <laughs> yeah. on the wall. I wrote that down, yeah. It's just like a number pad. Yeah, it's like, it's oh, how advanced. state of the art. It's like, yeah, I've got three of them at home. It almost looks like a like a children's sort of psych ward prison kind of thing. Yeah, it's just that they're in a, like, a glass cage. Yeah. And I, I thought that. I thought, what, so you've got to bring your kids here and then they all get looked after by one person each. Yeah, they, they pride themselves on the on the, the state of the art security and the fact that you can you can go on holiday whenever the hell you like and just leave your kids there. I'm sure the kids will be fine with that. Well, you take the kids with them. It's not like they're going to be flying economy like the rest of us, all on a bus at the end when they get there. They're being looked after. They've got millions of dollars. I think I think it is trying to ramp up this sort of sympathy on this woman who's trying to find childcare for a kid. But you know, when when you're a rich person, you get two million pound book deals. You're living in a mansion. You can afford Ivy educated nannies. From some super lab, you know, it's it's hard to <laughs> to feel sorry for it. Yeah, I, I couldn't care less. Yeah, I, mean, I wish her all the luck in the world, you know, <laughs> but yeah. uh, not bothered. She she agrees to have the nannies interviewed at her house anyway. We get a little, you know, um, 
quick cuts of nanny interviews that go wrong because yeah, they're, they're all shit, bloody rubbish. I mean, is this seriously the elite? Are they these these people? These these young girls? Doesn't all of them. Like all it. of them are girls, by the way. Not a single male. Yeah. In, in these audition process, which I thought was a bit sexist in this day and age. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mr. Nanny Hulk Hogan. I'm surprised <laughs> It'd have been great him being there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. A little nod to that film. That would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, Vin Diesel. Is he could any... have been there as the pacifier. <laughs> he could have been there just throwing dummies at people. Is there anything else you think you could bring to the, the job role, Mr. Hogan? And he just rips his vest off. <laughs> Yeah, whilst the I am a real American <laughs> comes on, he'd be hired on the spot. Does the finger point at her? <laughs> yeah, right at her, right, right into her face, because he's just sat opposite her. Nice to meet you, I'm Mary Morrison. So, tell me about yourself. We know this was my last ride, man. Yesterday when I finished hanging and banging, when I jumped on the Harley, man, as I went through the intersection, as I headed for the mountains, some of the non-believers in the gym... See you later, Holster man. This is your last ride. Yeah, I'd hire him. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the dad rings after and she explains that none of these interviews have gone well. And then he, he says something like, well, you know, you're going to have to find someone because, you know, you can't do this job and look after the kids. It's like, why don't you fucking do something? <laughs> you're <laughs> you, the one that lost all the money. You're the one that lost half of something. And then you decided, to, anyway, I'm going back to work. You fucking deal with yeah, this. Yeah, sort this shit out. It's only in the opening scene where she really seems to give a shit that she's got kids. Yeah, because that's uh, true. Because as soon as as soon as it all start, you know starts properly, she just ignores the children she, for the rest of the film. She just <laughs> fucking drinks, goes on picnics, goes to the gym a lot. <laughs> yeah, so uh, well, well, it's all, it's all going wrong. There's nobody suitable. But hang on a minute, who the bloody hell's this on a little push bike, <laughs> looking like Mary Poppins? Greer grammar playing Grace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Figure that one out. Yeah, she's uh, she she's got the bow in it. She's very much um, I don't even know like uh, cliche. Yeah, it's like very twee, isn't she? Like from the twenties, kind of kind of got girl. hair and ribbons and schoolgirl outfit. Little, yeah, cardigan. Mary, uh, she invites her in. She uh, she she rides a like a nineteen forties bicycle as well with the big handlebars, and she invites her in. She makes a tea for them, while, and then Grace just starts reading a book. Yeah, just picks a book up and starts looking at it. I think she that's her. her she bought it with her, just in case. <laughs> in case she was bored during the interview. But the uh, the interview goes well. They talk about books and shit. Well, pretty much just books. It's just books. Mary, oh, wow, you're reading a real book. That's what she said. And uh, she asks that she's impressed. She gives her the job for only for a week, though. She says, "Can you look after the kids for next week?" Oh, she's on a. Uh, she has a phone call. And uh, Grace, Grace does a little bit of uh, wandering around, having a little look in their surroundings. Uh, finds finds a selection of books, all written by Mary. Obviously, she doesn't know at this point. Um, but I wrote the names of the books down. If you want to hear Mary's previous titles, oh, go on. Delirium. Um, and these are some good titles, and some not good titles. And I, I wrote them in the order of of uh, where they are. They run away. Wednesday luncheon, <laughs> hollow ground, yacht club, monsters among us, dangerous choices, steep edge, and razor focus. Yeah, there, there you go. And, There's some uh, bad ones in there. Yeah, well, to be honest, I mean, I don't think I'd ever read steep, anything. Steep and razor could have been switched, so it would be razor edge. That would make more sense. Yeah. You know? um, 
you want to? I've also wrote down the testimonials on the back of Runaway because we get to see that <laughs> we get to see that I, uh, I I got very close to the screen to have a look. Is it not as long as some books? <laughs> it says, and it, this is of always how people review books. <laughs> um, the yearly readers uh, have got a quote on there saying, "Best thriller of all time." <laughs> Of all time. Yeah. Not even of the year. There's <laughs> never been a better thriller. What's that, Yacht Club? No, that's Runaway. Oh, of course. No, these are all on Runaway. You can only see the back of Runaway. Um, that's the yearly readers. Top Reader Press have, uh, have called Runaway truly a book of wonder. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And uh, we don't know who says this one, but uh, there's a third quote, and it just says, number one best-selling author does it again. <laughs> like you don't even know her name. Yeah, we've forgotten what her name's going to be. So, but surely that's the first one in the series. So, how oh, she already in, she got something before well, this? I don't know because you know you think that she'd have them in order on the shelf, but wait for it because when she offers her the job, they go into another room, and the same books are on a different shelf <laughs> in a different order. And yeah. I wrote the order down of these as well because it just pissed me off because I thought. Why would she do that? Why would she not even know the order of her own books? I think I don't think anyone in the world, if they have a series of books, doesn't put them in order from left to right. Well, surely. I also thought maybe the titles of these books are, are clues to what's going to happen throughout the rest of the film, and I thought that would have been clever. Yeah, but perhaps too Yacht Club. Perhaps too clever. I'm sure if you're Anna Elizabeth James, you're about to just uh, have a go at your set de- uh, designers and <laughs> your set dresses for yeah, getting that wrong. I've got no idea why that would be in a different order. That's, no. that's, uh, I'm going to say it ruined the film for me, but uh, <laughs> n- not yet. <laughs> uh, Mary, she has a, she invites uh, Elaine round again. We see Grace, she's playing in the pool with the kids. She borrows Mary's swimsuit. It seems like Mary's brought Elaine round to help wash the windows because they're just, whilst all, everyone's having a, a play about in the, in the water... Those two are just cleaning the windows of the house. Probably just so they could see Grace better through the windows because she's wearing a swimsuit, uh, which is unsuitable. They still talk about all that as well, saying it's dangerous to bring a young girl in. Well, you know, you've got a husband and he's naturally going to uh, want to have sex with her. And on cue, Tom walks in, says hello, doesn't even really give a a second glance to his wife and goes straight to the pool. That's because the uh, nips, nips are out. She's got nips, nips on view from Grace. Oh, the, oh right, <laughs> Kristen Davis. <laughs> no, not, not yet. No, she she she, uh, she volunteers those later on again. She, he introduces herself to Grace. He introduces himself to Grace as she's in the pool. And, yeah, and then uh, he kind of pauses and just looks at her again, which is a very odd thing to do, especially well, if you know your wife's watching. Yeah, and then the wives have got like sort of their narrow eyed staring at him, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and as we say, yeah. great. Yeah. I, I, just, I just thought, Tom, you idiot. <laughs> not, not straight away. <laughs> at least pretend you're impressed with her actual like credentials in a different way uh, Gra- you know grace gives a, a great um first impression you know she's playing with the kids she gets them ready for bed she feeds the kids gets some lunch she gets lunch for mary actually uh, as she's trying to write a new novel she brings in a, a like a, and she says oh you don't have to do that and she says oh no i want to or some and to thank her she takes her bra shopping yeah well she, she goes she goes for a, a bath or a shower mary and somehow just cuts her a foot we don't know how she does that. Oh yeah, she just has she just cuts her foot somehow. So Grace runs in and treats it like she would do a child. Yeah, like if a child had just had, had a boo boo. She goes in, cleans the wound, and, and puts a plaster on and everything. And Mary um, 
Mary just looks at Grace's tits while she's doing it. Yeah. Which is a bit weird. A bit weird for that one. I mean, we know this is her because it's her camera angle. We get her point of view. She just looks down her top, which uh, <laughs> I didn't expect. So I must admit, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fine. But yeah, and uh, so she looks at her tits and uh, suggests they just fuck the kids off and go shopping. They do, yeah. Where, where the fuck are the kids? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> She's only there to look after the kids. Why would she be there if the kids weren't there? I don't know. But she's there when the kids aren't there later as well. She's just always there. Yeah. It's like, what's the point? She even says, I don't know if I'll need anyone full time, uh, but I might need some help next week. And then from then on, she practically just lives there. I think she does. Even when the children aren't there at all. The children have gone to school, but she's still hanging around the house. She seems to have a room there, I think. It's very, very odd. The whole whole setup's weird. uh, And and talking about of which, you know, you would assume that this is the first week still of her employment. But she's already taken her bra shopping. Yeah. Just something women do. When you have new employees, Ken, do you take them, like if it's a bloke, you take them boxer short? It's, uh, it's part of the induction, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we go through health and safety, where the fire exits are. If then... they've hit their targets, yes, I will take them. <laughs> and then I explain, <laughs> explain the bonus scheme. <laughs> Which is that. <laughs> it's exactly that, yeah. So obviously, Grace is not approved anymore. She, she comes across as that, and that's what uh, Mary says to her friend, how she's approved and blah, 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 as she's walking around in the in that bikini thing. And then she lets Mary remove the bra for her, puts it on for her. This one, this one's a front front opener, uh, so she just puts it on for her. It's not, what, I guess she just stands what? there in front of yeah, her, it's just like, topless. What's going on? What the hell's happening? Mary says, uh, she, says, she says about, you know, she wished that, you know, she was um, more self-confident in her body when she was younger and appreciated it then, you know, because now she's older. She wishes she had appreciated her own body more, which I think is is a good message to any sort of underconfident young women. Um, well, it would have been until, until <laughs> Grace until Grace grabs her hand and fondles her own tit with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there you go, have a bit of that. <laughs> well, here's what it used to be like. Yeah, yeah. Let her feel a tit. Yeah, for that. Anyway, they get disturbed by the uh, the the woman in the shop who just pokes her head straight through and looks at everyone's tins. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's not allowed to do that either. I'm pretty sure she didn't work there. <laughs> yeah, but um, there we go. So that's the end of that scene. We've cut that embarrassment down, a uh, little bit of little bit of fondling. We get more cigar smoking now. She, she's got writer's block. She's out, you know, wandering around her house. Yeah, because she's almost like, oh, no, what's happening here? The back gate's open. There's a gate open. That's That's weird. And she has that kind of expression on her face, if that was intentional, I don't know. But I yeah, thought she just sort of cocked her head like an android would when it's <laughs> yeah, she's processing like, data. She's trying to, f- to figure out what is love. Yeah. But she yeah, she just kind of thinks, that's weird, the gate's open, and then just walks through. Nothing's happening, so she sits down, smokes a cigar, and spies Grace through the window, trying on some clothes. Yeah, I mean, Grace is just sort What's of... What's she cr- doing there now, though? She's- if she doesn't even know she's there, how she got in? And she continues to watch her. I mean, Grace is like constantly in a bra for the next sort of thirty minutes of the film. I think she's <laughs> just, just constantly out. She's of... not constantly in it for thirty minutes now, is she? Just stood in her bra in the background <laughs> pretty, of other pretty, scenes. Pretty much <laughs> every but time think, you see her. But I think when we see her, yeah, um, <laughs> that'd have been weird, wouldn't it? That'd have been a uh, continuity error. <laughs> I say it's it's going for that sort of basic instinct sort of vibe, and it's it's, it's more Red Shoe Diaries and basic instinct. It's, it's just. It's just uh, so a lot of it's just pointless. Anyway, we go back. We go to another meeting now, where they're having another meeting about the book. So she's agreed to do it. Um, so what's his name? Kiyoki. 
little Kiyoki. Yeah, Kiyoki, he's there. So is that um, other rude bitch. Yeah, that bitch is there. And some unidentified bloke in a suit. He's yeah. just also in the in the meeting Never now. Never introduced. <laughs> we don't know who he is. He doesn't tell us his name. He's got a few things, though, to throw out at us. He's got a few ideas. And the idea is, why not at the end of this book, why doesn't the mother be the killer? Yeah, that's the big that, idea. That was it. That was it. She says, that's what? But she's the hero. And I thought... Are they hinting at what's going to happen yeah, in I this film? This. Yeah. Like I still was thinking about the book titles. Yeah, I mean, again, this probably could have been a meeting over the phone. Cause she says yeah, because no. she says no. That's then, not how it works. And then they'll leave. Well, then the random dude, the, the guy in the suit, just sort of explains that that's actually what is going to happen. <laughs> because that's what he wants to happen. Meanwhile, Mary's dreaming of Grace being topless. So, uh, you know, she's not even listening and just goes, yeah, go on then, why not? Just agrees to it because she's dreaming of Grace. Which was the name of your album, wasn't it? Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you very much. Beautiful yeah. album. Yeah, that was my acoustic one. Yeah. It's Ken holding a, a dove. Just a... <laughs> uh, yeah, so that would be lovely, actually, if I was just doing that. Yeah. With like a white frill, frill front white shirt open. Yeah. Le- leather trousers. On the edge of a cliff. Yeah. Releasing the dove into the sky. Yeah. Oh, dreaming yeah. of Grace by Ken B. Wilde. Oh, man. I'm going to get the, onto that. The Michael Bolton. Um, yeah, yeah, I've got the I've got the long hair. Yeah, the long curly hair on that. Yeah, and I've already got a dove. <laughs> <laughs> Just for this occasion, <laughs> we get we cut to the gym. She's at the gym again with Elaine. Yeah, very very openly talking about fancying Grace. She is, yes. Yes, just like loudly talking about how she thinks she's now a lesbian. Yeah, did you did you? Uh, have you thought about women before or something? Have you fancied women before or something? Yeah, I have, yeah. Not oh, you. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, about Mary, and Mary's like, you know, no, no, I never have. I like it. I like the line, I told you strange things happen when I write. Yeah. And then, like, turning into a lesbian, apparently, yeah, I guess yeah. is what Plus she means she's by not that. fucking writing. I wrote that down. I was like, <laughs> she isn't even writing. She's yeah. just sat at home doing nothing whatsoever, except playing with herself, thinking about bloody grace. Yeah. Elaine suggests something, saying that it could be her play. Could be Grace's plan all along. Oh yeah, to out her from yeah, the, the family. To, to uh to take over the family by being the new younger model. And uh yeah, so she 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 goes home. Grace is there, obviously, with Tom. They just sat by a fire having a glass of wine together, which again suggests like why is Grace there? Um she gets home, she sits on Tom's knee, Mary this is, uh, gives him a kiss, sort of, like, you know, asserting dominance over the the alpha male. Uh, then one of the kids shouts... I listened to fucking Atom for over here. <laughs> one of the kids shouts, Mummy, uh, which I thought maybe because they've woken up in the middle of the night, because it seems to be night. Uh, Grace says, oh, I'll go. Mary doesn't even move, so she's clearly not bothered about going. Uh, it turns out the kids are just outside playing football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah which Mary ignores them. So she's got home. Walked past them. Walk, walk, yeah, walked into the room, ignored her own kids, and just <laughs> sat down and had a drink. Yeah, they even shouted her, and she's not batted an eyelid. But I'm not sure she can actually with her eyes. But I think she can, but I don't think she feels it when she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they say, I tell you what, let's go out. Yeah, they um, say, is that is that the fundraiser tonight? Yeah. Oh my goodness, I forgot all about it. And it's like, well, you haven't mentioned it before, have you? Yeah. But hang on, we'll need a babysitter. And I don't know if you can guess, who are they going to get at this late notice? Was it Hulk Hogan? (laughs) 
Let me tell you, brother. Dun, 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 <laughs> just burst in. <laughs> just burst American him. flag. Yeah, get <laughs> his bloody pythons out. <laughs> no, sadly not. No, it's Grace. Oh, okay. Yeah. That she, makes more sense. She, she says, I'll do it. She says, well, of course you will. You're, you're already here. <laughs> you're the one. nanny. <laughs> <laughs> you're already bloody here, for one thing. Uh, yeah, so she, she looks after the kids and they just fuck off out. Tom is dancing with Elaine at mm-hmm. this sort of very dry-looking fundraiser. It appears just to be just them in a restaurant. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know how they're raising funds just by being out in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, and it's Grace's husband, who ne- we never see again. Ray. Ray. Yeah, he gets his name, though. He's his Ray. And Ray has never delivered a line in his life before, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't really trust Ray to speak. <laughs> Uh, and he's basically talking about how she has to tap into her darker side to get over the writer's block, but the way he delivers the lines is absolutely phenomenal. Awful. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, he, uh, he, he says that his favourite of the series is book four, and she says, you and everyone else. Now, if they were in order, that book would have been either Yacht Club... <laughs> Or Razor Focus. It's definitely so, Yacht Club, isn't so it? So if either of those two uh, shelves were in order, book for number four is one of those two. Hey, Ken, have you read the new one from Mary Morrison? What's it called? It's a Yacht Club. <laughs> it's really good. What's it about? It's the thriller of the year, <laughs> of the decade, of all time. Yeah, it's the best book I've ever read in my life, and I've read lots. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'd say on it. Yeah. Truly a book of wonder about yachts. Yes. <laughs> well, the first rule of Yacht Club, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's why they don't mention yachts in that book at all. <laughs> or, in fact, go to the club. And then they, they all start dancing together. The... Yeah, well, she's she's already has a little look at Elaine and uh, Tom, who's probably, you know, prodding Elaine through her dress with his, uh, with his trouser snake. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they are dancing quite closely to each other, and she's laughing away, Elaine. Yeah. She has a little look, you know. And knowing Tom, as we all do by now, you would have a look. Yeah. And they all start dancing with each other. It's a lovely, very fucking awful looking evening. I love the band in the background. Just three guys around the dance floor, really close to them. Yeah. They just said, uh, live music is a rare treat. It's like, no, it's not. You're millionaires. You fucking book them. They'll turn up if you pay them. Uh, we get Mary the next day. I think she's doing some topless sunbathing slash yep. writing. Sneaky tit. Little sneaky tit and a drink. It's it's weird because in films, they tend to sunbathe and go swimming when the sun's not out. Or certainly not on them. Yeah. I mean, this is This sticks to that perfectly. The sun's not even on them. It looks bloody cold. But, um, of course, uh, Grace... Comes over, rubs a little bit of lotion on her back. There's another. Well, Mary asks her to. Another bit of a sensual kind of music. Uh, she massages the lotion into her. But yeah, she she jumps in and then she she invites Grace to join her. She strips totally naked there for some reason and. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. This is Mary. Mary take. She hasn't got a top on already, but for some reason she also removes her bottoms. It's just that's a very dramatic left turn from from Mary. There, she's gone. She's gone from glassy, doll-eyed stares longingly at. Grace to fully naked in the pool in midday, inviting her in. She obliges, and uh, she's wearing a two-piece. Uh, the bottoms of this two-piece swimsuit are massive, absolutely enormous. <laughs> the last time I saw pants that big was uh, Anna Nicole Smith in the film Skyscraper. She's in a, a bra and uh, underpants, or knickers, or 
whatever they're called. Jockstrap. <laughs> no, 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 thanks. Not in this one. <laughs> no, but she's she's wearing the biggest pants I've ever seen on a human, and uh, th- these these come close. Yeah, if you haven't seen Skyscraper starring Anna Nicole Smith, then uh, you have to. <laughs> it's a PM Entertainment's film. Oh, is it? Oh, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's an incredible piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> She's brilliant. I, I was watching this part of it, and I was like, I wonder if if anyone wants to hear two heterosexual men talk about this film, <laughs> this lesbian <laughs> film. But uh, we're, we're pushing on with it. <laughs> yeah, wh- where are the kids? Fuck well, this is happening. I just wrote that down. Where's playing the, football next the to the... Where the hell are the kids? Whilst their mum's got absolutely no clothes on just in see, the pool with the nanny. You see them huddled in the corner of the pool, just like, <laughs> what the hell's going on? Yeah, we just don't know. Anyway. She's finally writing again, and she says that... Um, yeah, I, I had to rewind this, because I couldn't hear what she said. Yeah. Apparently she says, we're out of the woods. I broke the story, which I guess means, you know, she's... Got the idea she, for yeah, it. Yeah, she, she knows what she's doing. So, yeah, they celebrate, and this is... Horrific. Yeah, they have a little drink to celebrate, and she puts this music on that she. I think she says it's her favorite song of all time. Yeah, or she does. Yeah, and they start. I don't know what the song was. They drink whiskey and soda. I was going to look it up because yeah, I, I thought I've never heard of this song in my life. No. Yeah, so they have, they have a whiskey and soda. But but the thing is, is the dancing, the mm. dancing that they do. It's like that's after the first drink. They haven't yeah. even finished their first drink. <laughs> I and don't think Mary da- drinks it. I mean, um, Grace. They're just dancing like lunatics. Yeah. It's rubbish. I thought, I'm sure I saw Ken dancing like this at a Christmas party once. <laughs> well, obviously, yes. That's that's okay, <laughs> though. There's lots of uh, just jumping up and down on the spot, waving their arms around mentally, holding each other's hands. It's really weird. Yeah, I've, I've written they, they dance like they're just insane. <laughs> These two. Uh, they collapse in a heap, yeah. tired phew, out from... Phew, from, uh, from dancing to one song. On the sofa. <laughs> so about two and a half minutes. Yeah, obviously doesn't do much at that gym, does she? <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, and then Grace gets all emotional, <laughs> which again is just unwarranted. She gets all emotional and says, I've never felt more loved. Please don't let me go. Yeah, Mary hugs her and promises that they won't. Yeah, you, you're here forever. <laughs> well, yeah, she is already because the kids aren't bloody there, but she is, so she seems to be there forever already. And then I guess Mary just falls asleep instantly then. You don't see that. Yeah. <laughs> but she wakes up on the sofa after having a, a dream about Mary. I've written <laughs> odd dream. Husband on tits. Or is it Grace? Because it seems to be both of them. So it seems to be uh, Tom. Tom's hair. And then she looks again and Grace pops her head up. Yeah. And goes, all right. All right. <laughs> aye, aye. Yeah, and then she wakes up and there's nobody on her tits. Yeah, anyway, very odd. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it is very odd. And then even more odd, we cut straight to uh, a recital at school. This makes me thankful that I don't have kids, to be honest. Like, this isn't yeah. something I would want to do. No, I, I don't want to do this. You have to go and watch your kids play the fucking recorder. And the recorder, even when it's played well, doesn't sound good. Well, the, the boy, the boy, I don't know the names of either of these kids. I don't think they even bother telling us. No. I don't think any, nobody cares. Not even the parents. No. But uh, the boy, um, he looks to be playing the ukulele, but we don't get to hear him do that. We we join just after he's finished, apparently. So he sits down, uh, which is a shame, because <laughs> I would like to made you know see if they trained him to play the ukulele. It just seems why why would they choose that and then not have him play it? Yeah, it just seems an odd thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the daughter stands up. She plays the recorder, which, as Dom said, sounds shit, even if it's good. Yeah. Uh, but she plays Mary had a little lamb. And so it is shit, because it's a kid doing it. You know, rubbish. My yeah. my son, he was given a recorder for school. I broke it. Just over <laughs> your knee. Over his head. 
Yeah, it was rubbish. And um, yeah, we, all we do is we, we keep seeing Grace just staring right at the side of Mary's face, which Mary must be aware of because she's got to be in her peripheral vision yeah. if, in fact, her eyes are real. Which they are. Which we're not sure they are. Yeah. So maybe that's why she doesn't acknowledge it. Yeah, and afterwards everyone's congratulating each other on how great their kids were. Yeah, Elaine, <laughs> Elaine's there with Ray, who doesn't get to speak again. <laughs> He's just in the background. He got his lines taken away from him. <laughs> Yeah, you guys were great, is what they said, even though we don't know what the boy was like and the girl was shit. So that's just parental lying. Yeah. At least they turned up. Yeah. You know. Uh, Yeah, we also have a family photo. We have a family photo there of, uh, of obviously, the family taken by Grace. And then Grace, why don't you come and have a photo, says one of the kids. So she gets in the photo with Mary. Mary looks a little uneasy about this. Uh, I think there's a there's a you know um, I think who she is it takes that, her away. She uh, well, Ma- Mary says to Grace, "Can I speak to you for a second? Well, but bef- before that, who is it that Gra- uh, Mary's speaking to? Where she glances over and sees that Elaine's playing with uh, Tom's tie whilst chatting to him. It's a bit flirty, flirty, flirty going on. It might be Grace just before she asks her I to th- speak to him. I think she him. is. Can I speak to you? Yeah. And she glances over and she sees that Elaine's sort of pulling a Tom's tie and laughing and sort of shaking her. Booty. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no. Sorry, I didn't notice that bit. No. Sh- shaking her... Um... Hair? No. He- head. <laughs> yeah, she's headbanging. No. Arms. She's sort of, you know, shaking her shoulders Legs. towards him. <laughs> that, that makes it sound like she's fucking <laughs> salsa dancing or something. She's <laughs> the forbidden dance. <laughs> Doing the lambar. <laughs> In the middle of the school hall. <laughs> to some kid playing the recorder. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot I forgot she was even in the scene. But yes, yes, she is, yeah. Where's Ray when that's happening? Ray. She's talking to Ray. Ray's doing a, the Russian Cossack dance <laughs> across the stage at this point. Really with a bottle of vodka balanced on his head. Yeah. Yeah, he can't speak, but he's talented in other ways. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah. Mary takes <laughs> takes Grace into the uh, the back room and says that um, you know what happened between them can can never happen again. Yeah, we can never talk about it. So so obviously Grace takes this this chat to heart because the next thing you know, we we ramp up the <laughs> yes the the lesbian innuendo and uh, sexual tension. But again, now you see we're not sure if it's real or not. Yeah, because that's how, I'm guessing that's the deadly illusions. Yes, which aren't they? It, it does sound like a Neil Breen film, yeah, the name so of this I, film. Well, so do all of her books. Yeah, all Yacht Club. Bo- <laughs> I'd watch Neil Breen's Yacht Club. <laughs> yeah, she she has a bath, and, and Grace puts just loads of shit in the bath. <laughs> I thought she came in, she put some milk in there, then it looked like she was putting some sugar in it. So it's like, yeah, some, some yeah, flat. So she's making a drink out of the bath. Yeah, I thought she was uh, just anything that was close to hand, she's just emptying into the bath. <laughs> Radio? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, and she put some flower petals in. Um, Which, I mean, is that enjoyable? Why don't you have to get up and you just got flower petals all over I you? I don't know, it's never happened to me, has it? I haven't got a nanny. <laughs> I think Hulk Hogan was throwing flower petals at you. <laughs> I'd probably accept it. What would it. this film have been like if it, instead of Korea uh, uh, grammar we had Hulk Hogan in the role? <laughs> Massively enjoyable. <laughs> Not quite as lesbian in his, focused. Uh, in his American, you know, the, the yellow and red. Yeah, with his bandana on at all and times. The big feather he, boa. <laughs> even when he's swimming. <laughs> 
Yeah, and uh, if she feeds uh, what looked like I thought was prawn cocktail sauce, but I'm sure it, it probably isn't that. It probably isn't, <laughs> but uh, it's quite nice, though. But I don't know if it, out of context, without the prawn cocktail background, that would just be a bit of a weird sauce, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it's been sitting at the bath for a while, so probably... Yeah, it's probably a bit bit congealed. But she, she feeds her that as well, um, and just ends up fingering her. Yeah. <laughs> to put it as, as bluntly as I could. Yeah, but sn- sneaky nips again. We get some more sneaky tit from yeah. uh, from Mary, who's in the bath, obviously. So you know she's got she's got no clothes on, but yeah, she gives a bit what? of a, a, bit, <laughs> a bit of a massage, and uh, then she moves around and uh, just finishes the job. Yeah, and then Mary just falls asleep again because you know it's what she seems to do. A bit dangerous in the bath, but I she would have been funny if she'd have put her hand in there and then just you hear loads of splashing. <laughs> 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 It's the, like a fiddler's elbow. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's lots of close-up of faces and heavy breathing, and yeah, she just falls asleep in the bath, I guess. Yeah, and then thinks, oh, it was a dream. But wait, the petals are still there. So was it a dream? Huh? Was it a deadly illusion? <laughs> oh, well, we don't know. We don't know. We never find out. You know, we just carry on. All of these things, we just don't know if they're real or not. Well, a quick fingering in the bath it does it is great for writer's block because Mary sets about working. Yeah, that's what I do when I write my reviews. <laughs> Whenever I, if I'm struggling, <laughs> quick upstairs in the bath. Yeah, sort myself out. Remind me not to borrow a pen from here again. <laughs> Sort myself out and I come back and write down everything. There so you I, go. So I wrote me notes for this film. Bad movie called Behind the Scenes. <laughs> if you subscribe to our Patreon, it's that sort if, of. If we ever if we ever get a video footage of our our, uh, <laughs> our podcasts, <laughs> I'll take on a little tour. I like how Tom thinks what would be a good idea is whilst Mary's working to take the young nanny out for some food. Whilst the kids are at school. Yeah, yeah. This, this is after she has finally started writing. This is now the 58th minute. You've uh, We've sat through 58 minutes of this now. Um, she's finally got a pen and some paper and is writing stuff. Um, and she's also setting up some kind of like huge storyboard, like she's uh, looking for the FBI's most wanted. Yeah. Where she's just like attaching little bits of string to each other's little plot points that she's writing. Yeah, which I thought it seems was, it's odd. But again, I do that when I write this. Yeah, it seems a whole lad- room dedicated to it. You should have seen the the board chat for yacht club and all the string and stuff attached to that. <laughs> it's just the word yacht yeah. everywhere. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> um, I like when they they go to have some some. Uh, oh, I tell you what, they walk into the cafe and Elaine's watching them. She saw them go in there. Yeah, because he sa- he says he says what? How about after we drop the kids off? At Which school? sounds like he's gonna have a shit. After yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we drop the kids off at school. Uh, you fancy going and getting some breakfast? And uh, instead of saying why, yeah, or no, thank she goes, you. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And as we say, we Elaine spot. I don't know why Elaine's just camped outside the cafe. No, she was. Um, she was at the school. Oh, was, she, was that that cafe? She saw him at the, the She saw him at the school. Followed. Them. And no, but we don't know if she was outside the cafe because we just get a a, a far point view of them entering the cafe. Oh. We're not sure that's supposed to be Elaine watching them. The first bit is because we see Elaine in the shot. She sees them in the car. Yeah, and then it cuts straight from her narrowed-eyed looking at them to this long shot, so it appears that Elaine's looking at them going yeah, to this so we're, we're not sure. She's never in that shot, so we don't know. But yeah. uh, but again, this is this is a stupid scene. 
It's like she sort of died. Grace is sort of like dancing on the way into the the cafe. The forbidden dance? <laughs> not no, 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 not yet. Um, and I don't know. You clearly haven't noticed, but uh, what Tom's wearing in this scene is actually what I'm wearing right now. Why is that? Are I you d- dressed I, for? I, I did it to dedicate the myself to Tom for this. I tell you what, we're not fucking starting dressing up like the films we're going to be reviewing, are we? I have done. Maybe we should when I've we start. Just started it yeah. when we do video podcasting. I've just, I've to... just started it right now. <laughs> we dress up as the characters from the films. Of yeah, we're he's doing. wearing a, a chunky knit. Uh, sweater with a uh, blue check shirt beneath. I can't wait until we do sort of Avatar or <laughs> Battlefield <laughs> Earth. Thought you'll be dressed as. Um, I can't wait till we do Labyrinth. I, I like. <laughs> <laughs> you, you look good in that. I've been working on that. Oh one. Bowie! I've been working on that suit. There's lots of uncomfortable flirting here. The, the dad is just horrible in this scene. Yeah, he says you seem different, but I like it, which is an, a weird thing. It's a bit of a creepy thing. Um, then it's just like, how old are you? How old do you think I am? This is from him to her. He says, uh, well, last week I thought you were 20, now I think you're 40. Yeah. Which is a bit of an insult, really, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. And then she just stretches needlessly to to display her midriff, yeah. which he takes in fully. Old Tom, you know what Tom's like. Yeah, he does. his, his jaw hits the table, like in the mask when he sees Cameron Diaz yeah. in the club. His jaw hits the table and his tongue rolls out. Yeah. He goes... We- yeah he does yeah howls like a wolf (laughs) we get a quick cut to mary who's having a cigar at home (laughs) again and then we get yeah then we cut to the car and it's night time they've been there all fucking day all day eating that quiche because they've just they dropped the kids off so it can't be too long where are the kids 9am so where are the hell of the children (laughs) where are they now (laughs) <laughs> right now, where are they? <laughs> they don't even know where they are that day. <laughs> Mum's at home having a cigar. Dad's dancing in the car stupidly to uh, to a song that we again we don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we see her typing as well now. She's now typing. Three weeks later. Yeah. There is a caption on this, so we actually now have a timeline. No idea when all of that previous to this has happened, but whatever, whenever it was, we're now three weeks later on. Yeah, and uh, they're going on a bike ride. They're celebrating their first draft. And as they're, dri- as they're cycling along, um, Mary says, is there anything better than this? To which Grace says, nothing. Well, maybe some things. <laughs> nothing is better than cycling along. Absolutely nothing. Again, it, into, it looks into, like it's sunset or something. Uh, yeah, picnic, wine, they're at the lake. Mary reads some poetry <laughs> to Grace. <laughs> of course, yeah. Well, nothing's better than that. <laughs> well, Grace likes it. She's not stroking her leg and her face. Yeah, she seems totally oblivious to all of this as well while she's <laughs> reading the poetry. And they kiss. Yeah. She says the line, I see so much of myself when I look at you. And then they kiss again, which is weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. And then kiss yourself. They find out. That yeah. And then, about so, to head and, then back. So, and then says, oh, yeah, well, actually, we should stop. Yeah. And they, they go to head back and it, it turns out that their tires have slashed. Yeah. Which supports my theory, Ken, my long held belief mm-hmm. that Bigfoot hates lesbians. <laughs> I've heard you bring this in before. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, we have usually shut this down. But I think on this occasion, you might be right. Yeah. Because who else could it have been? Uh, no one. They're isolated. Yeah. In the middle of bloody nowhere. So it must have been. It's got to be old Sasquatch himself. Yeah, I won't go that far. Just Bigfoot. And, um... Oh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, you can tell from the pictures of him. That's where, <laughs> that's where I got the idea from. And anyway, he slashed their tyres. Yeah. yeah. That would have been an interesting plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would. 
Sadly not utilised here. So this is when this Hulk, is one for the future. This is when Hulk Hogan as a nanny would have come in handy, wouldn't it? <laughs> you had a fight to the death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she says, we are going to have to ring Tom. You never see the, the phone call and they end up just walking yeah, back. And you so, never see Tom. <laughs> so either Tom doesn't answer or he just doesn't give a shit. But he doesn't answer because uh, when they walk back, it's now dark again. Obviously, nights come round very, very quickly. Yeah, Tom's at home. He's with Elaine, who's also at, at their house. Just, but they're outside. Um, Elaine takes Mary to the side uh, and tells her about that she saw Tom and Grace together. Yeah, three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't bother telling you for three weeks, so sorry about that. I've been busy. <laughs> yeah, and she says, fuck off, Elaine. Yeah, she, gets, she flips it, gets defensive, talks about Elaine's flirting with Tom. Yeah, what about you dancing? Even longer than three weeks ago that I've also not mentioned for that period of time. Yeah. What about you being nice to my husband? Yeah. What about poor old Ray who can't even speak? Yeah. What about him? Why don't we think about him for a change? Uh, uh, Elaine says, I love you. I only want what's best for you. Yeah. But your husband's probably cheating. I've got no evidence, but he probably is, maybe. 100%. Definitely, probably, might be doing that. Uh, Tom Tom and uh, the kids go on a walk now, pitch black, middle of nowhere. <laughs> Just go on a walk. <laughs> yeah, because Grace is doing some cooking. She says it's one of one of my aunt's recipes. Looks and... like a guacamole. <laughs> I don't know what that is. And uh, yeah, t- uh, Mary shows her how to cut up a... Avocado. Yeah. I know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she's going to cut her own fingers off. Because yeah. she's like an idiot. Yeah. Yeah, she says, you're beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Mary ignores that and just says, well, it's me 10th anniversary tomorrow. And then Grace just follows her up, her up with, I hope I look as good as you when I'm older, which is a really backhanded compliment, isn't it? It is, yeah. <laughs> and uh, then she gets on a deep dive of her own. Yes. She, she says, dis- you, you deserve this. She d- she mm. disappears under the, the counter. Yeah. <laughs> she does, yeah. And then Mary's face... If if it could move, uh, would t- would tell the story of what's happening, but it kind of can't. So she's just staring at some flowers, which keeps getting closer to the camera. Anyway, I think what's going on there is um, more oral sex. Yeah, cheeky cheeky lesbians. Yeah. Yep. We get interrupted anyway because the kids come home because they realise it's night, so they shouldn't be out walking with Tom. So they all come home and uh, <laughs> Grace Grace stands up and <laughs> wipes her mouth. <laughs> 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 a little romantic touch. <laughs> Probably just picks something out of her teeth. Yeah. It's like spits like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. It was a lovely, lovely ending to that scene. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the kids have come home. Tom's come home. Uh, Mary's said, oh, actually, I don't feel very well now, so I'm going to go to bed nice and early. So while she goes, Tom turns up. He, he, he dresses, uh, put, puts a cover over her and says that he loves her, which is nice. Looking after her, you know. Probably tries to just grab her ass as well on his way out. You know he does. Oh, David Copperfield. <laughs> you know what he's like. Him. You know what he's like. Yeah, and uh, she wakes up. She hears shouting. She hears moaning, and walks slowly to the kitchen to see that there's more oral sex going on. Hmm. Yes, but this time it's uh, Tom delivering, <laughs> <laughs> delivering the package. <laughs> not, not actually. <laughs> Not in that way. And yes, uh, Grace is sitting on top of the counter, facing away from uh, Mary. Yeah, saying, good boy, good boy, who's in charge? Uh, Yeah, and uh, Grace looks around, gives her a little cheeky wink or whatever, smiles at her, and uh, Mary faints on the ground. Yeah. And you hear uh, Grace saying, don't worry, she won't remember any of this. 
and then wakes up in bed. And I thought this might have been the next day, but this is probably about 20 minutes afterwards. Yeah, this is just a bit later on. They've only just made made the food (laughs) when she walks in. Yeah, and they say, how are you? Are you feeling better? She says, no, I had a horrible dream. Then Grace says something that's very odd in that. Well, as long as you survived your dream, that's all that matters. Which is an absolutely ridiculous thing to say. It's not Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> I, know, I, know they're, I know they're trying to make up what's what's real and what's a dream, which I, I think they did far better in Nightmare on Elm Street and all of those sequels, even the shit ones. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a very, very odd thing to say. Mary, Mary says, Grace, I remember you saying that dinner time was uh, a sacred family time. And then finally... She finally then says, so what the hell are you still doing in my house? <laughs> and it's just like, I've been saying that for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she finally flips. Um, and then there's a big meltdown, big meltdown at the table. Yeah, basically tells him what the dream was about, which was, uh, she says, fucking, fucking in the kitchen. And screams at whilst the but, children um, are just sitting there, just like, what the fuck's wrong with mom? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'd have been better if she'd have literally described what we saw in that dream scene, because they weren't, you know. But that been... I, I saw you delivering a package. Is that <laughs> what you wanted to say, like how you said it? <laughs> I saw you snuffling for truffles. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what was going on. Well, no, there was no actual delivery. Yeah, so uh, anyway, of course, uh, they just blame the fact that she's writing. Which, yes. you know, oh yeah, you know, she's writing, so... Yeah, you, you you can't tell the difference. Didn't she say that? That she, I'm sorry, I can't tell the difference between what's real and what's imaginary when I'm writing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so writing is to blame. So if you're out there and you're thinking about writing, don't. She, she goes to bed again um, because, you know, she's been up for about three minutes, so she needs to get more sleep. Um, Tom goes in saying, you know, sorry about all of this. She shouts at him as well and actually blames him for absolutely... And the kids. Blames him and the kids for pretty much everything ever. Yeah, she says something about, like, um, I've stood by and let you lead your dream life. It's like, well, you're a fucking novelist. How has has he stopped her? What else does she want to do? That's obviously her dream job and she's doing it. She gets to fucking do whatever she likes. We don't even know what his job is. Apart from just just losing half of stuff. Half Half in a trade. Whatever it was. Yeah. With someone that he said he'd never work with, apparently. Anyway, yeah, so she has a go at him. He just says, oh, come on, it's just about bloody writing. He says, you're almost through. Don't let it kill us on the way out, yeah. he says. And then says, good night. And then he agrees to be better. It's like, oh, that's not really, it's not really you, Tom. It's, I don't know what the fuck's going on with well, her. Not at this point, no. I mean, obviously, she ain't going to let him get away with losing half of stuff. Yeah. That's always going to hang over him, isn't it? Yeah. No matter what job he's got. I mean, if you had £10 and lost five, you'd be upset, wouldn't you? All right, I've, I've done that. I've been in that situation. Yeah. Two £5 notes. Lost one. <sighs> Devastating. Never got over it. Well, I've not, I didn't blame anyone else. But then I wasn't writing at the time. I took full responsibility for that. My my girlfriend, she had a dream once where she bought two pot of noodles. Mm-hmm. And her brother ate one of them. And she still hasn't forgiven him in real life. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't a dream? Was that a dream? Or did yeah, that happen be- last week? I believe it was a dream. <laughs> uh, she goes for a cigar. What, after the pot noodle? <laughs> no, no. no. Okay, I'm going to come back to this pot noodle. I'm quite interested in that. Yeah, she goes for a cigar again. Yeah, w- wakes up in the middle of the night, doesn't she? And one is missing, I think. 
is what she's getting at because she looks down. There's only one left in there. I didn't get that to be honest. Yeah, I didn't pick that. I didn't pick that up until later on when they sort of mention it. Yeah. I was like, oh right, is that what she was on about? She didn't do anything though. She didn't say, oh, "Hang on a minute," you know, like no. like in a in a different film where they actually say stuff out loud. So was it real that kitchen thing? <laughs> was is, is was that cigar real? <laughs> That's Am I real? Anymore. Are we actually doing this podcast right did, now? Did did my brother take that cigar for which I'll never forgive him? <laughs> uh, she takes her novel, uh, the draft of a novel, in the middle of the night. She just takes it off the desk. She gets shots of rocks and and water and some waves crashing against the rocks, which I thought was uh, symbolic of something. What does this all mean? Ken? I thought it was symbolic of something. I think it's all coming to a head is what I was there thinking. I'm right. thinking the you know the waves of what we've been seeing are coming crashing straight into the real life scenario. I thought it was something to do with oral sex. No, you always do. <laughs> yeah, that's my problem. <laughs> you know, with her wiping her mouth and stuff. Yeah, I don't think she was wiping it quite that much though. <laughs> Absolute waves of sea. The ocean. <laughs> yeah, um, but we have actually... Um, Tom wakes up, uh, she's not there, he's like, oh, whatever. And uh, we, we just get to see that it's uh, 16 minutes past 1am. I noted that down. I didn't know whether it would be useful later. Yeah. It's not, but I still thought I'd say it. Right. Thanks. Mary, is this uh, Mary rings the... We, we, yeah, but when they wake up, when they wake up, it's like, it's ridiculous. It's like Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, at the end where you think it's all finished and everything's so like stupidly happy and the mom's back and all that stuff. And it's just like, oh, every, you know, it's just has some sort of like really crazy white sheen to it. This bit does. It, um, it's, it's, it's like they open and the, the sun's out, uh, everything's white in there, it's all clean and tidy. Happy anniversary. Thank you, Ken. You too. <laughs> that's uh, that's what they say. Tom, he says, I'm going to go to work early. Uh, it's nice of him. <laughs> After he's just acknowledged the anniversary. and uh, But then he, <laughs> then he says... Are you old romantic, Tom? So he says he can finish early, which I guess that is nice. Um, Grace, meanwhile, is plumping the pillows. So she's there. They've already just woken up. So what bloody time does she arrive and why? Mary phones up Huntsman Enterprises and finds out if they've cashed that cheque that she wrote all that time ago, uh, which is clearly over three weeks because we've had that subtitle. It's got to be over a month, hasn't it? It must be, yeah. So she's just trying to find out why they've not cashed it. Um, and it's because uh, you, you've not had a sitter yet. You haven't chosen a nanny. <gasps> you know, yeah, exactly. That was that was my reaction. And... Uh, Said Grace. She just says the, the name Grace yeah. down the phone. Have you, have you not got anyone called Grace? And she says, "No." But we do have Hulk Hogan. Becomes <laughs> <laughs> highly recommended. We have Hulk Hogan. We have the Macho Man Randy Savage, <laughs> and we have Yoko Zuna. Hulk Hogan every time. Well, yeah, obviously he's the most stable of the lot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so they don't have anyone called Grace at the agency. Yeah, that's a real jaw-dropping moment. For me, and Mary, obviously she can't, but she, she kind of looks a bit startled, I guess. We get a flashback. Um, uh, Mary remembers that Grace was complimenting her on her um, book collection and that she said that if she was at her library, she would check these books out. So this gives her the idea mm. um, to yeah, check. To, to go to the library. And see what this because girl... she's a she's a master sleuth. Yeah, and see what this girl's name is. At the library, we get some of the worst keyboard acting I've ever seen 
in a film by by, by textbook Nan by textbook Nan herself <laughs> on the <laughs> at the library counter. I have written textbook Nan yeah. as the librarian. That should have been the and special appearance by <laughs> textbook Nan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who quite quite rightly says so? She's your best friend, but you don't know her last name. Yeah, she ain't fucking about this textbook now. She knows exactly what's going well, on. She's fucking librarian. You got to be on your toes in yeah. that job. Yeah, well, she is. She's right there, but she easily falls for. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, he's like, ah, oh, whatever. I mean, even if it was your friend, you, you shouldn't really be giving out personal information of anyone. Yeah, she says data uh, protection. Uh, she says all that. Only one person's ever checked this book out ever in the history of life. Yeah. <laughs> so Luckily. here's a, here's her name and address, and you never find out the name. Until later, I think. Which is, is weird, though, isn't it, that they would do that, that she'd hand that out? Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, she, she goes to see Elaine at work. Yeah, because she's not answering the bloody phone yeah, again. Yeah, it's the middle of the night, this, Ken, so why would she still be at work? Unless she's rang the husband who wasn't allowed to speak. Who <laughs> can't speak to tell her that she's at work or yeah. she's at home or whatever. So she goes to her work um, and we find out that Elaine has been killed. Oh, my God. It, uh, we get the psycho-style armchair oh. turn. If if in a film, if you're ever talking to somebody and they're not turning around to see you, especially if they're actually in an office and they, they're actually facing a wall, so they're not looking at anything, <laughs> <laughs> they're looking at nothing, right? So you're saying, hi, oh, God, Elaine, I've been trying to ring you, and she hasn't moved. You then have to slowly walk towards them, slowly put your hand out towards them and then really quickly spin them round. Yeah. And that's what happens. And what's happened to Elaine? Scissors in the neck. Blood all over the place. Mary just rings 911 and says, oh God, please come. And they do. They immediately turn up at the same place. I mean, this movie is just, from here on until the end now, I have no idea what this movie is anymore. No. I, I mean, I'm thankful something's happened. Yeah, I mean, before... For the first, <laughs> because we're a good hour and a half in now. <laughs> for the first hour and a half of this film, it's just some sort of lesbian erotica. And I thought, I'm not sure if me and Ken are going to get away with reviewing this one, to be honest. And then the last 30 minutes, it just shit literally hits the fan. Literally? <laughs> there is no uh, shit or fans. Just pointing that out. So not quite literally. Um, Mary is taken to the station to answer some questions. Uh, we, we meet Greasy Cop number one. We, we never get told what his name is. He's there for the interrogation, and they say they have footage of her driving to the location of the deceased, and uh, and also that a neighbour had seen them previously arguing in the driveway, which is when they were talking about... Um, no, he said a witness, not a neighbour. He ain't got he any neighbours. Yeah, he did say a neighbour. Really? <laughs> yeah. only neighbours. I know, that's why I didn't... But he does, he says a neighbour saw you arguing with the deceased in, in your driveway. He said the, the footage as well, footage of you. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a like a headscarf on, long rain mask. Glasses. It's like sunglasses. You might as well just have been in one of those inflatable T Rex suits. <laughs> Mary, like for how much you can see of them. And she actually says that could have been anyone. And I thought, yeah, it, it could. could. It could, yeah. Then we also have her fingerprints on the murder weapon. <laughs> and I was like, well, shit. And that yeah. that might be a bit harder to get out of. Yeah, yeah. Can't really explain too much of that away. Yeah, who who has access to your script? That's what you. That's what she gets asked. Um, the publisher which we then see, uh, who works at Gotham Publishing. I don't know if that was relevant. It, it turns out not to be relevant, but I just thought, you know, it's just called Gotham Publishing. Yeah, because because when they were going through her uh, office, they found her manuscript that says of this 
killing in the book as well. So lots of things connecting her with this murder. Yes, as as I said, the only bit where you saw her right was plunge the neck uh, scissors into her neck. Plunge the neck into the scissors. Yeah, did it backwards. Yeah, and yes, um, I've got... Uh, didn't have access to your work, Mrs. Morrison, and I've got my publisher, my husband, our nanny Grace, and Ken B. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> it was you all along, wasn't it, Ken? Dun, dun, dun. Thankfully, before <laughs> I can be incriminated, uh, Tom bursts in. <laughs> oh, Dom's actually written dun 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 down in his notes. Why did you do it? I don't know. <laughs> you, you bloody, you and Bigfoot, you're in it together, <laughs> aren't you? Because we just plum don't like lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Ken, as it turns out. But we, I did a full, a full. I had all the the board up with the strings and all that sort of stuff. Turns out Ken was having a shit at the time. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Ken was having a bath. Thankfully, I had an alibi. Because <laughs> <laughs> I never shit alone. Just in case I'm accused of murders. Ken hardly shits at all, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rare occasion, which is why I invite people to witness it. <laughs> I went to a festival with him once. <laughs> shit for the whole the whole time we were there. Yeah, it was five days, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, I bloody destroyed McDonald's on the way out, though. <laughs> I like how um, when we got there... Just going off on a tangent. Um, that guy set his tent up and didn't uh, put the, the, the pegs down to keep it secure. It's the same tent as Ken had. And the wind actually blew his tent clear across the field, just out of view. Yeah, that could have killed somebody. That blew away real bad. <laughs> and uh, Ken went into his little tent. Uh, he bought a one-man tent, which he regretted as soon as he put yeah, it up. that's not big enough. And... Uh, this guy came back, couldn't find his tent, saw Ken's, walked over and asked us if this was his tent. And we said, no, yours blew away. And he asked if he could look inside to see if his stuff was in there. And then we all said, yes, you can if you like. Meanwhile, Ken was in there ready to punch the man in the face <laughs> as soon as he opened the tent. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why he said yes. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> so, oh, right. just, just so we could just have a big old brawl yeah. right in the middle of the bloody festival. The first day, <laughs> Thankfully, he didn't. No, he didn't. He just he just walked away looking for his tent. We never saw him again. Still looking to this day, some say. Yeah, that must have been horrible, though. That was, I mean, surely that was the only tent he would have brought with him. So what no. the hell did he do? He put another one <laughs> in down. a backup tent. And that, that, that burned to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> He's so unlucky with tents, that guy. I don't understand how I'm the main suspect. Oh, right, we're back to the film, yeah. <laughs> is what Mary says. And um, I love this line. The, the husband says... Well, they don't have enough evidence to hold you. <laughs> I was like, I've got a <laughs> fucking load. Apart from all of it. Only, only footage, eyewitness accounts, so fingerprints on the murder weapon, and, and uh, it's identical to an unpublished draft novel she's written. But besides that, they've got nothing on her. He does say, though, that uh, his fingerprints are also on the scissors, <laughs> and so are the kids. So it makes you wonder, why? I reckon they all did it. <laughs> <laughs> all holding the scissors at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awkward, wouldn't Family it? Family bonding experience. You'd, you'd have thought Elaine would have been able to block that. <laughs> and it turns out that she said that oh, she got up, she went and had a cigar. <laughs> and uh, Again. She went and had a look at a novel or something and then went back to bed. But the, the husband said... Yeah, that she, she locked the door because she, she noticed her writing room door was open. Yeah. And the husband said that she'd actually been gone for three hours. Which she fails to explain away at all. She's just like, No. I came straight back to bed. So one of them's not true. Yeah. But we don't know who it is and we don't care. 
and it turns out that it wasn't Bigfoot that slashed it. I'm still not convinced, but they well, no, say... No, no, because we do get a couple of different varying flashbacks. So I mean, we only get to see what they want us to see on this. Yeah. So, but the husband says that her her fingerprints were found on the on the knife. On the Swiss Army knife. Yeah, apparently the police Which did a the, full... the slash, yeah, it, it matches the slash marks yeah. because no other knife would ever just slash a tyre yeah. in a similar way. The police are wasting time looking at that as well, that he slashed the tyre. But apparently it wasn't It wasn't Sasquatch, so we're going to rule him out this time. Uh, keep, keep it open, because we get the same footage again, but with Grace doing it all wearing gloves. Yeah. So we just don't know at this point. This is This is like a deadly illusion. I mean, this is a this is a lot to force on us twenty minutes until the end of the movie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's actually just really annoying, to be honest. Uh, yeah, because uh, Tom Tom rings up and she's gone. She's out of there. Yeah. Like she's, I'm just going to go to the toilet, and she just fucks off. Gets in the car, fucks off. Drives for two hours to go and see Grace's aunt. Yeah, she's in River Springs, California now. Yeah, turns out her aunt is the guy with the glasses from Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, very, very yeah, unusual looking lady. <laughs> yeah. It turns out Grace was abused by her parents as a child. This is what we learned from the aunt. Um, and they were sent to jail. So she was sent to live with this fucking fruitcake. Yeah, she says, uh, I'm her employer. And I just want, she looks after my kids. I just want to know something about her. And this, and this is like one of those cliches, but actually gets said out loud in this film, where she looks at her and says, you're not from round here, are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which you know, it's one of those things that you say in a yokel's voice, really, isn't it? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. She says it legitimately, and uh, yeah. Then we then she gives her newspaper cuttings, uh, which is nice of her to keep. Um, like, <laughs> like a whole magazine dedicated to it, I think <laughs> to the <laughs> abuse, <of> the... <laughs> saying that they were chained up and uh, yeah, weird, Just weird, weird things to keep. Yeah, and it turns out she has a split personality where she'll speak in a different. Like deeper voice we, we, that never gets even, yeah. Even though it's pretty deep to begin with, yeah. But then yeah, she she shouts at the dog, kicks it, kicks the dog, and uh, then says good boy and, and gives it some it. food. Which you know, Mary, Mary can't believe it. She widens those dead eyes of hers. <laughs> um, and, then, turns- and then she has a cut back to uh, good boy, like that was relevant. Yeah, to the um, <laughs> husband. Husband in flagrante in the kitchen with her. It would have been great if she turned and she had the face of the aunt. <laughs> <laughs> or the face of the dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that or would the, be weird. Not the face of the Sasquatch. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like some sort of weird shining moment. <laughs> <laughs> Just looked around and it's, you see Hulk Hogan's fucking handlebar moustache and cigar in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, weird. It doesn't happen. Um, we find out that Grace worked at the fitness club that Mary frequented with Elaine. Yeah, so she listened to all of this. You need a nanny. Why don't you go to this place and does all that? And, uh, you know, that's where she got the idea from, apparently. Yeah, she took a photo of the card that Elaine gave uh, Mary. She left it on the, the bench and then Grace took a quick picture with her phone. Uh, she never, We never actually find out why Grace even bothered doing this. I mean, is this all in Kristen Davis's head, I guess? Because it's all echoey and... <laughs> I don't know. Never answered. I don't know what's going on inside her head. Anyway, she phones Tom and says, don't let Grace in the house. And the phone cuts out, so you know it's too late. Tom's having a shower. It's a nice shower, isn't it? It is, yeah. Kids playing in their room. 
Someone grabs a knife from the kitchen. Yeah, it's the massive knife, the stupidly big knife as well. I tell you what, though, whoever grabs the, the knife is wearing the same coat as Mary. What? So maybe it is Mary. Oh, it probably is then. We've got video footage of her, then it must be, yeah. Yeah, they, they go into the into the shower room where Tom is. Tom looks right... Tom, Tom's buttocks. Yes, Tom buttocks, that's Tom, his Tom, name. Tom's buttocks, we get to see Tom's buttocks a little bit in this. Yeah, and um, he looks round and wipes the window and we see that it's Mary is standing there in... Sorry, we see that it's Grace who's standing there in Mary's coat with the big knife. This back and forth between them is fucking she rubbish. opens She opens the coat and she's wearing sexy, sexy underwear. Yeah, probably that she got from Mary's wardrobe. Yeah, or Mary bought her after touching her up a bit. <laughs> there's, this, there's this one line that Tom delivers where he says, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? Are you fucking insane? But the way he delivers it is <laughs> so funny. It just sounds like he's literally just reading it off a... Off a page. She says yes. Yeah, she does actually. Says one thing you should know about me, Tom, is I'm completely insane. <laughs> yeah, which uh, obviously, if that was on her CV, <laughs> then uh, that would have been something that they should have picked up on. You would have thought at, at so. the Huntsman Enterprises agency. <laughs> I like how Tom he throws a vase at her so badly and so slowly that she's already ducked before he throws it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because he's got to turn around to get it, hasn't he? Which yeah. just kind of telegraphs what he's going to do. But he do. does it so slow, and he throws it, and she's already ducked, and it just yeah. flies out the room. I, I could have probably got to his house before he threw that. <laughs> as soon as I saw him go for it, I could have probably made it there. And then and then after he does that, he just stands with his arms at his side really awkwardly. Yeah, just like, whoop. Oh, that didn't go very well. <laughs> I don't want to have to hurt you, but I will, she says. And then walks up slow, and then he says... um, Oh, no, he says that, sorry. He says, I don't want to hurt you, but I will, just with his arms by yeah, his side. She just laughs in to- his face. Totally blank expression on his face as well. <laughs> and she laughs and says, you hurt me, that's hilario. <laughs> uh, that's insania. And then uh, she then slowly walks over to him and starts slashing his really slow. It's like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. what's the reactions going like, on? Yeah, he can't react, can he? He can't even throw a bloody flowers. He's quite easily overpowered here, Tom. By, he's, he's been slashed. By a small child. He's like. been slashed. <laughs> he's in pain. He's bleeding. He's <laughs> frightened. That slash as well. He's so frightened. Funny. Yeah, it almost just uh, disembowels him. Mary comes home, and I love that it's interspersed with how slowly Tom falls down the wall of the shower. <laughs> he takes ages to fall down it, and he's he's looking around really surprised. <laughs> <laughs> looking around like, it's, it's like are, we, are we still shooting? Yeah, he is. He's, he just, his eyes are wide, and he just looks around the room with his hands like out, as if to say what's going on. He's like, ow, <laughs> you've accidentally slashed my stomach open many times. And then he hits the wall and really slowly <laughs> slides down it. Um, and then Grace has this pathetic attempt at stopping Mary Wait, from going yeah, in yeah. there. So she, Mary gets home, says, Grace, Grace, where are the kids? Like she's forgotten that she actually thinks Grace is responsible for it all. Yeah, yeah it's very odd. Yeah, she said, the kids are safe. They're in the game room, safe. Where's Tom? Don't go in there, it's a mess, is her reaction. Yeah, I'll clean it up. Yeah, it is. It is a mess. She's not wrong there. <laughs> yeah. She goes in there, sees Tom, tries to help him, and Tom delivers the greatest line from the film is... She, she seduced me. <laughs> She's covered in blood on the floor. <laughs> totally pointless at this time. <laughs> because she's not even sure that's happened. <laughs> and we yeah. aren't either, even though no, he says that. Yeah, we're just like, hey? 
you what? So it did happen. Or, 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 or did it? Uh, or did it not? Yeah, well, why? Why would you do that when your wife's in the other room? I mean, it's, it seems very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. um, Grace, well, I fucked about the lines. Uh, anyway, yeah, really. yeah. Grace decides that she'll join in. So sorry about the mess, and just so starts cleaning up. Yeah. Uh, Mary tells her to call nine one one, which she does. Um, and then the, another great line is Mary says, "Grace, who did this?" Yeah. <laughs> it's really Ray. Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Ray's gone mad. Yeah. Well, you can see from the the bloody footsteps that he Cossack danced his way out of there. <laughs> It's his M.O. It's just the heels it's, of the it's shoe. His, his calling card. <laughs> the crazy Cossack. The Cossack dancing killer. Yeah. Um, and then Grace says, I tried to stop her. I told her you were nice people and you could help us. And then Mary says, you tried to stop who? Yeah, Grace turns. It, here's a line. Picks the knife up and says, me, you cunt. <laughs> Margaret. <laughs> me, Margaret. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's got a different voice. Oh, and this is where the, the fucking film just flies off the deep end now. So what it turns out to be is that she is also she's got a split personality, mm. just like the aunt. Why the fuck would the aunt have yeah, it? As yeah, because well? she just got she borrowed it. And who's Margaret? Like she says, it's me, Margaret. Like everyone's supposed to be like, my God, Margaret. Yeah, but, not 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 Margaret. Yeah, but no one knows who Margaret is. No, Margaret, kill her bitch. She keeps repeating. Yeah, over and, and, over and they again. have the uh, struggle where it's just like Grace, Grace. No, I know you're in there. And, and usually, like, with with this sort of things, like whenever Margaret would speak, usually in other films, it might cut away from the the face of the person that's saying it to give you a bit of a dissociation. But this, you just see the actress just doing both voices one after the other with no cutaway, and it just looks stupid. It looks silly. I think it's just been altered, hasn't it, the voice? It's not even yeah. her doing the different voice. It's, yeah. It's just it's like it's it's been altered afterwards. Yeah, but the fact that you just see her, vo- her face through the whole thing, and it just looks so silly. Yeah. Turns out the kids have been locked in their room, so they're not going to get hurt. So, so who did I that think, I think Grace did that yeah. to save them, because she knew Margaret was on her way. Yeah, and uh, she says, I can't stop her, run. And then <laughs> Tom's like, run. Run, Grace. <laughs> Shut up, Tom. <laughs> I, she seduced she, me. She seduced me. <laughs> he just shouts as they run out of With room. his hand outstretched to her. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, they start fighting in the kitchen, and this is where Mary puts um, Grace's hair in the blender. <laughs> yeah. And just turns the and just blender turns, on. Turns it on and rips a bit of her hair out. And like a chunk of her skin comes out. Yeah. Again, not sure if this is real now. <laughs> I have a flashback to when they were kids. Um, Grace, when she was a kid. Don't know at that point what that might, what happened there. No. Just some other kid saying, give me that. And she's no. Yeah, it looks like she might have used Margaret as a coping mechanism from when her, looks like her brother was giving her food for sexual favour or something. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. Maybe it is just the fact that he would give her what little rations they had and she and used she Margaret would... as a coping mechanism. But Who cares? Who the fuck cares, yeah. yeah. I love how when they're fighting in the kitchen, there's a, there's lots of noise and music and then it'll cut to silence and you'll just see Tom struggling in the in the bathroom <laughs> and his face looks like he's got indigestion. It doesn't like he's... He's having a shit. He does, his face <laughs> is... Trying not to shit in the shower. <laughs> He's, um, yeah, well, we've all been there, and he's 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 just there like, oh, <laughs> oh bloody hell, that's what he's like. <laughs> you just feel like 
<laughs> yeah, well, it really hurts. We'll just get random cuts of <laughs> please, Tom. Please come and help. <laughs> random cuts of Tom just in the shower. It, it ends actually with the, the other vase of flowers smashed over her head. And I well, think those are the flowers that she was looking at whilst she was um, helping her out in the kitchen. I could be wrong, but I think those are the flowers that Tom threw. <laughs> <laughs> Still not landed yet. Yeah. <laughs> she caught them. Yeah. He threw them so slowly. They've gone downstairs for a fight, and she caught them. Yeah, because she's choking her, isn't she? And then she grabs the, the flowers that Tom threw earlier and smashes the vase over her head. Didn't even break it. He threw it so weakly. Uh, Mary holds Grace in her in her arms, and then Grace says she's sorry, and can you forgive her? And then they say they love each other, totally forgetting everything that's just happened. Then the cops bust in. And you hear the, the sirens, and we, it fades to black. Cut to one year later. Mm. Mary is writing. Yeah, so she's she's still writing, but then she just packs up. She finishes, yeah. yeah. She just goes outside. Goes outside with the kids. Plays footy, slow motion, to a nice little bit of piano piece. We cut back, Tom's still in the shower. With... <laughs> just like, uh, uh, help! <laughs> She seduced me. The actual credits of this would have been great if it was like the credits are rolling and it's just Tom it's in just the shower. All the way through. <laughs> Live action. Yeah. No, he's actually outside playing football. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. Yeah. After all that, after he got stabbed about like 13, 14 times, yeah. slashed open and everything, he's actually all right. She goes to the nanny agency. She's dropping the kids off there and um, says to the receptionist... Um, I think she's actually reading a new book, isn't she? She hides it under the table when she turns up. Mm. And uh, the receptionist asks her if she's writing another one, and she says, no, I'm going to do something I wanted to do for a really long time instead, which you actually never find out what that is, I don't think. Which just goes to the yacht club. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to see, I think it's, uh, is it Elaine's grave? It leaves a manuscript yeah. there, says yeah. for Elaine on it. Untitled. So. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Well, what's the point? She's yeah. dead. <laughs> yeah. Unless Ray turns up later on and picks it up and says, I'll have a read of this. She says, I did it. All I needed was to get my uh, ass kicked out the door. It's all for you. I'm sure Elaine will be delighted that she died in order for... Just so she could do what she wants. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. A very rich friend could do whatever the fuck she likes, even though she did that before anyway. Uh, she brings flowers to Grace, who we, we see as... I think she seems to have regressed to a child. She's in a psychiatric uh, hospital now, isn't she? Yeah, and she seems to. I tell you, I, I liked. I liked it when Mary walked into the psychiatric uh, hospital and said hi to the uh, person on duty at the desk, and they just looked at her and just looked away again. <laughs> Didn't even acknowledge <laughs> any of it. Just, yeah, yeah I just, it made me laugh. That did. Yeah, and she gives us some books. She says, oh, thank you so much. Uh, she, she, I think she is sort of childlike. I guess Grace is sort of the childlike version of her, and yeah. Margaret was the whatever. Uh, gives us some books and they play cards. They play a game called Crazy Eights. Uh, do you know the rules of this game, Ken? I do not. Well, you start with eight cards each. Thank you. And the first to kill Tom in the shower is the winner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I like it. We'll play it afterwards. <laughs> Straight after this. <laughs> we then see that Mary's walking out with a headscarf on, glasses and the coat. But is it Mary? Who the fuck cares? Mm. It does say the end as well. And then it like sort of fractures, which the opening credits were doing as well. I thought, don't you dare put a question mark on the end of that. <laughs> don't you bloody dare. And they didn't. So thank you for that. If nothing else, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> and seriously, for nothing else. <laughs> 
Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> that's the end. That's the end of that. We just don't know. We don't know who it is walking out. No, could be fucking. It could be Tom. Could be Sasquatch. Could be Hulk. Could Hogan. be the Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> could be any of them. Who do you think it is? Is it one of those? The receptionist. Yeah. Just going home, finished shift. <laughs> yeah, it's not even anyone we should be interested in. Just a random person. <laughs> Who's supposed to be in the film? He <laughs> just forgot to stop running the film. <laughs> I knew it was going to be so. I, I thought they were going to go for um, Norman Bates kind of smile. Yeah. At the end, but was it Mary or was it Norman? A, oh. A deadly illusion. <laughs> Do that again. Why did you like it that no, much? No, no, no. It's because I fucked it up by saying Norman. <laughs> You often do. <laughs> was it Mary or was it a deadly illusion? <laughs> what are you laughing for? It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. So now they're all said and done, Ken, what did you uh, what did you think to the film? What were your thoughts on it? Uh, preposterous was my, my ideas of that. It was... Uh, as I mentioned, the question why yeah. was was asked a lot by myself, sometimes out loud. Yeah, I think I, I said to you before we started recording that I think I said the word what about five times in the last 20 minutes of the film yeah. watching it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lesbian sort of, a lesbian erotica for the first hour and a half of the film. Yeah. And, and then, then it, it was just like, to, oh, hang on a minute, what this is supposed to be leading to something. And then there's murder, and then there's... A split personalities from two people, one of whom you've you, you've never met before, and you only meet for twenty seconds. Mm. Um, just there's a lot to, to, and then you know there's the whole thing, all this evidence they've got against her, the fact that all that's just brushed under the carpet. No one really gives a fuck about her. I, th- I think they actually said yes, yeah, you've been cleared, or something, but somehow it doesn't seem like a how very they, how they how they got all that. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a very high security. Um, insane asylum mental institution if she can just walk in like that no idea or anything and then she get, if it is indeed grace can just leave well maybe that's why the person on the desk couldn't care less yeah maybe that was actually supposed to be part of it yeah i thought it was just funny because she just ignored her but yeah just just absolutely insane i mean you can see why people i mean this is be, this is almost found like a a, a, a cult for i remember um Looking at people's responses to this, everyone was asking why. Why is this so high up on the rankings? It's because people like bad movies. I mean, I tell you, I tell you what. At this moment in time, after watching the film, uh, and I said with with all the notes and everything, it's close to two hours. With all the notes, it probably took me four and a half to five hours to watch. Yeah, because it's a long old film. Two hours for this yeah. is is long. I'd, I'd take an hour and a half now. Watching a film about an unbreakable bond with a, a horse. <laughs> or two films. Yeah, I'd, I'd have a couple of them back to back. The whole thing, the whole filmography. I want to see how that actually built. How do you build an unbreakable bond with a horse? Well, <laughs> well no, no, not that way. <laughs> <laughs> you can't buy those films. No, <laughs> no I saw them once in Cavos. It wasn't a horse, I think it was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did you have a favourite character in this film? No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like Ray. Yeah, I like Ray. <laughs> Ray was fun. Yeah, and, and Tom towards the end when he actually got a bit to do. I like I like Tom anyway. Just yeah. walking around with his permanent horn dog. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty old Tom. In terms of favourite line, anything that Tom says in the last half an hour is delivered I, so badly. I liked his uh, beautiful speech about what really turns him on. 
Yeah, I liked her, that too. Her brilliance. Yes, I also liked she seduced me whilst he's bleeding yeah, out in no, the shower. Yeah, for no reason. <laughs> but she, she, you never she, get... doesn't, she doesn't even know that. <laughs> she still thinks that's all in her mind. Yeah. <laughs> just needless, needless confessions from Tom. <laughs> we know what we think. What do the cult members think? I, 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 I think I know what a lot of people say. It's number bloody was number three in the UK, now yeah. number six. And I said, it, it's, it's popular. And I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it is popular because I think people out there will watch this and think, oh, that was good. I really do. And recommend it to people legitimately as a good film rather than what we've had, which is people <laughs> recommending it to us because it's terrible. But let, let's see, because we did ask the question on social media. We posed it to you all. Uh, what were your thoughts on the film? We got some replies back from Mad Tabs. Mm-hmm. The worst film I have seen in a long while. Really unsure how it is number four in the Netflix charts. Oh, I didn't even know it dropped from three to another one. Nothing makes sense. Why is Grace seducing Mary and Tom? Why does the aunt also have multiple personalities? Mm -hmm. Why did Mary's friends get killed? Most of the movie just seems like nonsense. There are some obvious plot holes, but I tried to ignore them as best as I could to see where the narrative took me. But ultimately, the story didn't go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, nowhere. And I am left very underwhelmed. The acting and the writing were lacking. Yeah, spot on. (laughs) Spot on. Um, I thought that Elaine had been killed uh, by, well, Margaret, I guess, um, because she'd thrown some sort of suspicion onto Grace. You know, when she spoke to her by the thing and said, I'll speak to you when, uh, when we've got more privacy. Yeah, I think she said that because Grace was coming towards them, and I think she overheard something, and st- and that, that was the only thing I could get from why she would be killed. Yeah, I mean, I knew she was going to get killed. Yeah, before she did, obviously, because why? Why not? Someone had to. Yeah, but I, that's that's the only thing I got from that. I thought she'd been killed because she knew she was onto her, because mm. she's the only one that seems to actually be bothered. Yeah, isn't she Elaine? No one else cares. Yeah, and then Ray, you know, Ray couldn't find his own fucking ass, so he's got no chance, has he? Find his own ass with both hands. <laughs> yeah, um, and, his, and an ass detector in both. And, and plus, you know, Tom Tom is fooling around with the nanny, but so's the fucking wife. So yeah, so's Hulk Hogan. So's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, <laughs> and he's a real American. <laughs> yeah, that'd have been different, wouldn't it? If uh, at the end Tom said Hulk Hogan seduced me, that'd be brilliant. What a headline for a newspaper. <laughs> I love this one. This is from Mr. Robot2369. All of that time wasted just for a three-second nipple shot in a milk bath scene. (laughs) He obviously wasn't paying attention. I've I've written sneaky tit every time we got one. Me and my wife... (laughs) Love nipples. (laughs) ...knew the movie would be terrible when we picked it up just based off the genre, but we figured it would at least have a few steamy scenes to pique our interest. Ninja Girl... For those of us who enjoy bad movies, we would have recognised the lead actress and known the disaster awaiting. <laughs> well, I love bad movies, and I I thought it was her from Twilight, so I was totally fucked off on this. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. I've never seen her in anything. No. I, lo- I looked up her um, like back catalogue, if you'll pardon the expression. Certainly <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grace. And uh, didn't recognise any of it. <laughs> I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah, Sex and the City, never seen nah, it. Yeah, I'm not, not interested in that. She says, why was Mary and her husband asking how old the nanny was only after weeks of yeah, her working? After, yeah. I think if you, if, you re, if you go back to when she actually opens the door and she says, are you here with, like, so-and-so mentions the agency, Grace 
almost for a, for a second looks like she's got no idea what's happening. And then she goes, uh, yes. Mm. So she, I mean, the hints are there. As Rivers Run Red writes, this movie was a literal steaming pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> where nothing made sense, timelines were fucked, and I don't fucking know what to think other than I think my brain became stupider. Well, I'm going to have to call you out on the use of literal at the beginning. <laughs> a very angry... There wasn't any shit in it, was there? Well, Tom went for a shit at one point. Well, Tom, Tom tit. Yeah. Almost Jarvis says, I believe Jeff Goldblum said it best. That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> amazing piles of shit keep coming up well i mean every single review we have we usually say shit in the title so we can't <laughs> expect our, our readers to <laughs> holy one says this movie was absolute ass and not the good kind <laughs> praise be <laughs> wine cellar womack is that what it's like when you go to try on bras at a fancy boutique <laughs> It's like it when I go. <laughs> like, oh, that's his review. Not a not a, a review, just a question about the bras. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. I think it is, Wymac. Yeah, give it a go. If, if you need help, I'll come with you. Zoe says, this movie is so bad, I will probably dream of it. Well, what's, is, is all this a dream? Are we still in that dream? It's like Inception. Who Who is this? Who Who's the dreamer? Zoe. Zoe 84885. Ah, yes. I recognise that particular Zoe. Yeah. Uh, Zoe, that, this could still be your dream. This is your fault. We're going to end it on this one. I saved it specifically for the end. It's from Ricky Olsen. His review is, No, oh God, no. Oh God, why? No, 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 no. No, please, no. I've got no idea what he's talking about. (laughs) The title of this review is, Please, God, no. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with that bit. (laughs) It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. So that's a, a little taste of what the people are saying about this film. There's not a lot there that uh, would recommend it. No, there isn't as, many as, at all. As a positive film. There's only a few that, that are, uh, you know, seasoned bad movie watchers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not, not even an awful about there that take that as a comedy film. <laughs> mm. Seems to be rather angry. Especially, especially though I wanted just some steamy scenes with the wife. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think, uh, <laughs> I think, I think what you'll see, what you what we found here is that you know with people just going off, you know, the top ten of Netflix and whatnot. You know, you, you get the people who <laughs> necessarily don't, work, does it? <laughs> yeah, you, you get the people that don't necessarily watch films because they enjoy bad movies. They've seen us say, "What do people think of this?" and have just replied with their honest opinion of thinking <laughs> it was going to be a good film. Yeah. I like it. I like hearing what other people think because it kind of mirrors what we're thinking. But yeah, you got you got to take some sort of pleasure out of it. I mean, they say it took like four and a half, five hours to watch that and write notes because I kept stopping it, um, occasionally just punching myself in the face. Obviously, yeah, going up for a bath, <laughs> <laughs> throwing some old flower petals in, uh, rewatching Hulk Hogan. Snippets on, on YouTube. Ah, <laughs> oh, the good old days, you know, that kind of nanny related stuff. Um, anything else you want to cover on this, or are we done? I think we're done. We've got to be done. Yeah, let's crack on with the film pitch. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! So, can I believe it's your turn to do the? Of course, it is. The week's film pitch. Of course, it is. Yes, uh, it's the moment everyone waits for because uh, it's generally when we just laugh until we can't speak. Yeah, I've had a few people <laughs> say that, to be honest. 
Yeah, it's because uh, I'm saying not, none of it's scripted, obviously, but we we have made notes on the film, so we kind of we know what we're going to write. We generally write the same notes anyway. Uh, you know, it's very early into this podcast as well, so you know, if, if there's stuff that you like, stuff you don't like, you know, just just give some feedback. Is always welcome. You know, we're still trying to find out exactly what the podcast is. You know, we know we want to do it about films and stuff like that, and this film pitch is one of the the things. But if there's stuff that you like, stuff you, you suggestions, then feel free to send them over because we're always looking to to sort of change it and add new things and whatnot. Not too much, obviously. If you're going to suggest that uh, I leave, then uh, <laughs> or, or or me, it'd be a bit, it'd be a bit unkind. <laughs> yeah. So please don't, <laughs> unless you really think that, and then I'll just go with the public view. <laughs> <laughs> she seduced me. <laughs> Film pitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, as is customary, uh, I've not written a damn thing down about any plot or anything like that. I've written a title and cast. Right, let's brainstorm. Okay, so here we go. Yeah, so but based on the uh, best-selling series of the Delirium uh, books by Mary, what was her name? Mary Morrison. Mary Morrison, of course. Um, this is a kind of prequel. I was going to go for a sequel, but then I realised if the books were already on her shelf, hmm, couldn't really be a sequel, could it? Because they were written before whatever new book that she'd written, which I assume would have been called Deadly Illusions. Mm. So this one, it's a, it's um, I've combined two of the books on the shelf, and uh, I've called it Wednesday Luncheon. At the Yacht Club. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I thought... That, to be honest, Ken, this sounds more like a diary entry than a, <laughs> than a film, but go on. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's that kind of, uh, kind of low-key uh, title. I think will draw people in. They'll think, oh, that sounds pleasant. And possibly they'll think it's like a Downton Abbey kind of thing. Mm. But no, it's, it's murder, it's sex, it's um, murderous sex. Yeah, so that, that's it. I've, I've got the same cast coming back because it's a prequel. Right. Um, Grace, uh, Greer, Greer Grammar, uh, she's actually working as a waitress there. So this is like a bit of a precursor to her eavesdropping as a gym hand or whatever it is they're called. I don't <laughs> know. I yeah. go to the gym. Um, so, uh, yeah, so she's working as a waitress there. So she's eavesdropping then as well because that's what she does. She's a bit nosy. Margaret's not even in it, okay? We don't even get Margaret. The split personality's gone. That's nothing to do with this. Right. Make that very, very clear. Or maybe for the last 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's actually the just, pivotal point of the entire film. Just throw it in there. <laughs> Why not? It depends how we're getting on. Uh, again, so you've got uh, you've got Kristen Davis again as Mary. You've got Tom. He's still there. He's still there with his uh, lob on. Yeah, you know, just, <laughs> just walking around, walking around, sleezing the place up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got Ray, Ray, who's the husband of Elaine, who struggled to speak in the first film. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be the maitre d at the yacht club. <laughs> that's that's how he earns his money. Right. So he's he's in charge of that. He's in charge of the luncheon on Wednesday. <laughs> yes. Important role for Ray. Yeah. Well, it's, he doesn't just do Wednesdays. You know, oh, <laughs> it's just good. on this occasion, this is Wednesday. Right. I did think it would be kind of like a bit of, um, you know, like in Clue. Yes. Or, or Cluedo. One of my favourite yeah. films. Yeah, well, I, I thought it would be a bit like that, where it would be sort of like uh, frenetic, uh, breakneck uh, scenes from one to the next, murder mystery, whodunit. Sounds delightful. Any fingering in this one? 
Oh, yes. Oh, it's terrific. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of fingering. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the uh, the, the reviews it's that's on, on the, the poster. It's on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the tagline. <laughs> Fingering's on the menu. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I've got... Uh, yeah. Uh, who else is in this film? Oh, I made it a prequel so Elaine can be in it again. Oh, because terrific. obviously, you know, we we couldn't resurrect her. That, yeah. would, that would be too much even for this. I can't remember who else is in the film now. And that's it, isn't it? <laughs> the two kids. Uh, it's a prequel. They're they're even younger. Hanging around the yacht club. Well, the parents are there. They've yeah. got no nanny. Yes, no, they have. And uh, that's played by Hulk Hogan. Yes. Yeah. Fresh from the hospital maternity ward. <laughs> <laughs> he wears his greens overalls at all times from the ward. Uh, Sunglasses, bandana. It, it, the bandana is hospital regulation bandana. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, what they wear in surgery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not wearing his mask, obviously. You no. get to see his moustache. So. His yellow sunglasses. He's got them on. Of course he has. Feather boa. Yeah, he's, he's looking after the kids. <laughs> so he, he's there at the yacht club. Yeah. <laughs> Inconspicuous as ever. Six foot six. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, there's a murder. I don't know who it is that gets killed. Not sure. No. It can't be any of their characters because it's a prequel. They're all yeah. in the next one. So it'll have to be an incidental character, maybe a, a diner at another table. Yeah. It's actually, it's, to be honest, it's going to be a little bit like an episode of Murder, She Wrote. Oh, good. Yeah. The 18 to 30 category that every every film production company aims for, I'm sure will be lapping this fucking film pitch most, up. Well, yeah, called Wednesday Luncheon at the Yacht Club. That's, what, it's that's basically, exactly what I'm aiming it at. It's basically a Murder, She Wrote episode <laughs> with Hulk Hogan in it. <laughs> you know he didn't do it. <laughs> Wasn't he's, me, brother. He's friends with Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> She's not even in it. And actually, yeah, she could be. She could be the uh, the, the person who uses the keyboard, <laughs> like the textbook. Nan. Fucking hell, man! How old is Angela Lansbury now? She'll old be enough to be the, nearly the librarian. Nearly old enough to be that librarian. Oh, God, she's working the till. Do we get any police in this? Uh, not in the first instance. I yeah. know where you're aiming for it. I know what you're going for. But I think you'll find on this occasion the head chef. <laughs> He's played by Carl Weathers. <laughs> <laughs> That's who the chef is. I've yes. already got it written down. Well, the, Carl, big, the big hat. Yeah, Carl Weathers as head chef. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's still plenty of meat on that bone. You can throw it in a pot, add some broth, a potato. Baby, you got a stew going. His sous chef should be played by Mr. T. Oh, man, imagine that. He's called uh, sous chef Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in that case, because I was going to have um, Delone as a uh, head chef. Okay, not not Carl Weathers. He's a head. Oh shit! No, head waiter. Head waiter. Yeah. Sorry, head waiter. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Carl Weathers as well with his chef hat. It has to be the uh, Union Jack. <laughs> the, uh, uh, the, the the American stars, stars and stripes. stripes. The yeah. stars and stripes chef hat. So what we've got here, Ken, basically, then correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> is a Deadly Illusions and Rocky crossover. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who gets killed either. No, me neither do I. We said the, inc- in the incidental character. Maybe Stallone, because I don't know if we can afford to have him for a long period of time in yeah, the, in the he'd film. still have to be like one of the top build names, though, wouldn't he? Well, that throws up a lot of questions. Yeah, who could who could who, who could overpower Stallone? I'll, I'll tell, tell you who. Yeah, I know. 
Who are you going for? Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep with the nanny did it. Yeah. Yeah, so the nanny did it motif. That's why he's not in the, the next one. It would actually raise the question of uh, would she trust another nanny again if her previous one was committed <laughs> murder? I, I think I think there's enough subtle differences between Greer Grammar and Hulk Hogan for her to not connect the two. Really? Do, do point them out to me. However, they are both blonde. And you're not telling me Hulk Hogan hasn't fingered Kristen Davis in the bathtub. <laughs> well, I'm not going to tell you that's definitely not happened, <laughs> but nor am I going to tell you it definitely has happened. <laughs> I think that's between the two of them. Yeah. If they ever want to come out and tell us a story about that, well, I'm not sure why they would. <laughs> be, it's probably not a badge a, of honour on Kristen's part. That would be a weird, a weird press release, wouldn't it, <laughs> from either of them? <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> you never that's, that's who, Kristen that says that. Because who I've been fingering. <laughs> I don't know, Ken, who have you? <laughs> I'll go <with> it. <laughs> in the bath. Oh god. <laughs> Fingering Hulk Hogan sounds... It sounds like some sort of crime documentary. <laughs> not sure who to press the charges. <laughs> Ultimate warrior. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. Who'd have thought, Ken? Who'd have thought when we started this podcast, we'd be talking about you fingering Hulk Hogan in a bathtub? <laughs> not me. Uh, well, probably just me, then. <laughs> Maybe Hulk. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Have you got any set pieces for this film that you'd like to explain to us? It's, I was going to say, it's like all in real time. But it starts with uh, Carl preparing the luncheon. It's, it's definitely a different vibe. This is sort of lesbian action in, in the first one, whereas this is more of a... That's because I haven't got any other female characters. I mean, yeah. I've got Hulk Hogan, who could easily just be sexually advancing on characters. But... Yeah, but I don't think you want Hulk <laughs> No, personally, no, I don't. Whereas before it was like a young woman seducing an older woman, now you're talking about an ex-professional wrestler seducing older women. (laughs) Or younger women compared to him. What's wrong with that? Fucking hell. Which again sounds like a documentary series. I don't don't know any young actresses. What's the other Kristen called? Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Can we get her? Yeah, she could. What can, what can she do? She could probably be... Front of house. Yeah, she could be the uh, hello, madam. That's a very nice hat you're wearing. <laughs> I'm thinking of spinal tap now. Have you, have you ever done that job? You sound like a natural. I don't know, what are the hours? <laughs> yeah, I think she could be... Uh, she could be in it, yeah. Him and St- her and Stallone, the creme de la creme of waitress, <laughs> waiter service. Well, he's the rough and ready head waiter. Well, that's a yacht club, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But he's going to get killed, yeah? So I've got a scene for you. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, picture this. Um, Tom and Mary, they, they come in. They've got the kids. I like the way you're leaning in now to give us the full effect. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, Tom says, hey, sweet cheeks, <laughs> I really like the way your tits look. Yeah, who too? Hulk Hogan says, thank you, brother. <laughs> I put a lot of work into him. <laughs> Thank you, brother. This is why I don't wear a bra. <laughs> this is why I drink my milk and take my vitamins. <laughs> and then Mary says, why don't we sit by the window? Um, and Hulk Hogan says, <laughs> good idea, brother. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> he goes, does he ever realise that everyone's not talking to him? Or does he always no, just keep he, doing that? Yeah, he does, yeah. So they go, they go and sit down. 
and they say, um, hey, I'm thinking of a a series of books that I want to write based around this yacht club. And um, the waiter then says, (laughs) (laughs) So that's Kristen Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) I really hope you're going to do impressions for every one of these characters. So she she starts talking to Tom about that. She's got an idea for the the delirium books that she's good because you say this is set beforehand, right? It is, yeah. So yeah, she's got the idea about the delirium books, and then she looks across and she notices there's a very obnoxious. Um, he's the owner of the place. He's complaining. What's <laughs> he complaining about? It's his club. He's not happy. He's not happy with how the, the staff are. He's not happy about the luncheon. He's not happy about the luncheon. He's not happy with weathers or tea. Jesus Christ! He's got some front. <laughs> yeah. He has. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that his name? His name is Frank Yacht Club. <laughs> All right, so the place is named after himself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, his name is uh, Freddy Yacht Club. Oh, yeah, that's more sense, yeah. Frank, yeah. Frank sounded stupid. Yeah, Freddy Yacht Club with his wife, Pippa. <laughs> is it hyphenated, his surname? Yeah, yeah, yeah. from uh, a long line of yacht clubs. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, he's complaining. He's um, he got it from his dad. His dad passed away. He's he's not happy. He's going to sell the fucking place. What was it, what was his dad called? Freddie Yacht Club Senior. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and so he's going to shut the whole fucking place down. He's had enough of this shit. Who's who's playing Freddie Yacht Club Junior? Freddie Yacht Club Junior is played by Freddie Prince Junior. Oh, that's cool because you can still call him Freddie. Yeah, I didn't want to and, confuse and him. Junior. Freddie Yacht. Is, is, is there any role for Cuba Gooding Jr.? Yes. I'm glad you've asked. I'll let you carry on. He then. plays his wife, Pippa. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> this former former prostitute. <laughs> well, no, what was it? Honeysuckle. Honey Honeysuckle. Yeah. yeah. One thing you need to know about these movie pictures <laughs> is if you haven't listened to every single episode we've done, you won't understand any of the jokes where we we mentioned previous film pictures. Yeah, so bloody listen to them. Yeah, you bastard. Serves you right. Yeah. Serves you bloody right. Yeah, so Cuba Gooding Jr. plays Pippa Yacht Club. and um, Can she keep her former life as a transvestite prostitute called Honeysuckle? I don't see why not. That gives us a bit more backstory. Yeah. So um, whether, we, whether we've got time to go there, I don't know. Yeah. So they're obnoxiously complaining. You hear what's going on, and um, the lights go out. There's a murder. That you know, there's a few other. It's, it's, more, it's a very ensemble film. I think. I think that's what we're going for, isn't it? Yeah. A yeah, lot of characters yeah, yeah, like, like Clue. Yeah. Yeah, like Clue exactly. So you have got some other people in there as well. You've got um, Colonel Mustard. <laughs> <laughs> Who's playing the detective that comes to solve the case, though? Um, Could be. Already used Carl Weathers, haven't we? Yeah. Could it be Carl Weathers again? (laughs) (laughs) We can't give him dual roles. (laughs) I think him and Mr. T as the chefs are. He's got to be a policeman, hasn't he, Carl? Maybe we have to. He's undercover as a chef, as a head chef. Why would he be undercover before the murders (laughs) happened? There's always something going on at the yacht club. <laughs> That's what he always says. He always says that to top brass. That's why he's been undercover for three years. <laughs> and nothing's happened. No, just serving really shit food. <laughs> and he keeps telling his bosses, something's always happening. Something's always happening at the yacht club. 
So they say, okay, you've got six more months. <laughs> you've got detective, six years to prove detective that. Detective Garweathers. <laughs> he says, I'll take it. So what happens so is... So he's, he's the cop, but he's pretending to be a chef and has done for three years now. What happens is the lights go out and uh, Freddy Yacht Club Jr. is killed. Oh, shit. So he was going to sell the Yacht Club. That's it. The rest of the movie is about finding out the killer. And then you've got all this ensemble cast of people who were in the Yacht Club at the so, time. So then uh, head chef Carl Weathers takes off his uh, Stars and Stripes chef's hat. He's got, underneath, he's got this police captain's hat. He's got the little, like, uh, English um, policeman's helmet, but tiny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <'Cause> he's, <laughs> Which we don't know why. He's, he's half English, you see, so he likes to keep it <laughs> traditional in that sense. Okay. Yeah. Does he take that off, though, and, put on, like, and just have no hat? No. And he keeps, then he keeps that on. Mr. T also wears one as well because he's undercover as well. Yeah, so okay, okay, so I guess it's up to Carl Weathers to crack the case. And and Mr. T. And Hulk Hogan. They're a team. Yeah. Well, Hulk Hogan, I mean, he's a was it him? He's a suspect on this. Yeah. As are as are they all. They're all suspects. Everyone's fingerprints are everywhere because they're all there. So it could be any of them. Literally anybody in that restaurant. Anyone could get fingered. Yeah. And somebody will. Let's hope we finger the right person. <laughs> Is this the conversation Weathers and T have together? <laughs> I think it turns out that it's Pippa. It's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character that is the killer. What do you think? Really? Who fingers her? Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think we'll bring this podcast to a close. Thank you, as always, to Ken B. Wilde for joining me. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Thank you, Jessica and Craig, for um, recommending this film. Uh, follow us on uh, social media if you'd like. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. If, you, if you've got a film pitch you think's better than Wednesday luncheon at the Yacht Club. Doubting that. I'm <laughs> doubting it. But if if you think you can do better, uh, email us a, a film pitch in and it we'll read it out. It certainly pretty streamlined, that, uh, <laughs> that film pitch. We certainly knew what we were talking about. And if you do get a chance, uh, leave us a, a rating on uh, on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. Um, you know, All the reviews and all that sort of stuff does help and it, it helps keep this podcast running, letting us know that you're listening and you, you appreciate what we're up to. So uh, please do leave a review if you can. Uh, next week... To celebrate the new release of season two of Creepshow, we are going to be covering the first series. We're going to be discussing each of the segments, which ones we like, which ones we didn't, all in the run-up to the release of the second series. So do join us for that, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Cheeky, cheeky lesbians.